0: Welcome to Probably Science. My name's Andy Wood. With me is Matt Kirshen. Hey, Andy. How are things? They're pretty good, thanks. Good to hear. Good to hear. And across from me, Jesse Case. Hey, buddy. How are How's things? it going?
1: Uh, things are good. They're going well. We should tell people where Matt is, too, <laughs> though. He's between us, but <laughs> that, <yeah>. to my <laughs> left and your right. <laughs> It's, yeah, it I think,
0: makes no sense otherwise.
2: Yeah, I think our audience likes to know where we all are spatially. <laughs> well, we always mention <laughs> it every show. <laughs> yeah, it gives them a different mental image.
0: I think it's something we I might have unconsciously lifted from Jimmy Pardo's podcast. I don't want to like rip anybody else's thing off. But uh.
1: let me ask you this: This is something I've thought about. Um, you know, on that '70s show.
0: Yep, I mean maybe. No, actually, I never was pretty watched pretty it. distracted there by was... an
1: orange falling off a tree. An orange just was fell that, off a tree.
0: Did that orange, was that a malicious orange fall? Was that like a rat pulling an orange off of?
1: No, that was just a gravity, okay. gravitational Newton. Uh, Newton moment.
0: Okay, okay, that 70s show. That 70s, <laughs> never watched it.
1: Never watched it. Okay, well, there are scenes in that 70s show, oftentimes you'll see scenes, where it'll be four people sitting around a table, right? Oh, I know what you're talking about. And there's okay. a camera in the middle that goes around to the different people. Now, is it on the actor opposite that camera to turn that tripod oh, is that also their mark I, or is it a separate camera guy
0: oh i assume when they're shooting the person that there's no one sitting up opp- that they reset for every take and it's not like it's a camera on a swivel i well, assume the camera see, is... you can see the pan oh you can okay
1: yeah that's the whole joke is that like it pans
2: back and forth you know and do they reckon you reckon they have like a camera operator under the table with a little stick surely it surely like they
1: do but i think you know <laughs> i, o- like I also wonder <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it would make sense though that you could just do it yourself like if it like if the camera's on you and it's Matt's turn to talk, it's on me to do that. I feel
0: like there's a union thing at work here, though, like that the actors would have to be. Uh, yeah. They'd be crossing some kind of, you know what I mean? Like they'd be they'd be doing some job that someone else is that they're not allowed to. Like the way if you work for like a government. My friend used to work for Raytheon and like he couldn't move his monitor from one side of his desk to the other side. I had to call in a person who was with that department. The monitor. Cause
3: mover.
1: The,
0: yeah. the Because the, he was an engineer, not a not a monitor mover. Sure. I feel like it's like that. Like You couldn't, you become a camera operator and not just an actor if
1: you do You that. know what's another job you can do? What's that? You can be a podcast guest. Oh, can you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about this. Sometimes we have them. Okay. Really? Yeah, sometimes they're on the show. Sometimes the three of us, sometimes we have a guest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a very, uh, very good one today. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, a <clears throat> very funny comedian.
0: <laughs> what uh, was that? <laughs> the throat clearing.
1: It, yeah. and I realize it felt forced as okay. it happened, but it really wasn't. There was, some, uh, there was some flim.
0: That was like air air quotes is basically yeah. what that throat clearing was. <clears> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean to do that. Okay.
1: Uh, no, this next guy, uh, he's, he's this next guy. The he's the next guy. used to hosting shows. <laughs> uh,
0: this next guy. We've not done this in three months or something. Why
1: are we? I don't know. <laughs> no. It's been a long week. Um, he's great. He's a personal favorite comedian of, uh, I think, all three of us here on the show.
3: Wow. Um Uh, And uh, his name is Patrick Keene How you doing, buddy? Good, thanks for having me, guys I'm I'm sitting between um, Andy and Jesse as well So across from Matt
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure Thanks, Patrick Perfect (laughs) Oh, by the way, if people want to see what this looks like They can also uh, We posted Maybe we didn't On this week's episode on ProbablyScience.com I'll post a link to Stefan Pop's video Did you guys watch it? I did,
2: yeah Yeah, you remember when we had Dutch comedian Stefan Pop on the show And he was in the middle of making a documentary On what it's like to do comedy in America Right and one of those aspects is podcasts, because you don't have podcasts in the Netherlands, really. Yeah, it's still banned. Yeah. Is, is it really?
3: Am I an idiot? Is it really? No. <laughs> no. <I> just don't <laughs> have
2: many there. Didn't right. Stefan explain that one of the reasons why podcasts aren't so much as a thing is they just don't commute for very long? Right. Mm-hmm. Like There's if less you, time to listen. Yeah. If right. you live in most places in the That's Netherlands, fair, yeah. you've got like a 10-minute cycle to work. That's a fifth of a
1: podcast. So you think podcasts would be huge in China? You'd think it'd be like the number one thing then? It's like it takes you four hours to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. How do
0: you, do you think it does? Just because there's a lot of people? Because they might all work close to where they. In China, they
1: constantly have those problems. What do P- they commute? People, people, people commute.
0: People wear diapers on the train. No.
1: Yeah, people just shit and piss themselves on the train because they can't.
0: <laughs> that sounds apocryphal and racist.
1: <laughs> well, you're we're gonna get emails <laughs> saying that you're wrong okay. because okay. that's uh, a that, that is what usually happens. That's a huge public health thing in China. There are so many fucking people going from these small towns into, like, a big city to work at these oh, factories. Okay, okay, They have to wear—they just wear diapers and but stuff I've on been But
3: I've been on trains and buses for 10 and 12 hours at a time, and I've never needed a diaper. I mean, do they not have— Because <laughs> there's bathrooms! Oh, do bathroom they not have access. bathrooms on they, Chinese they, trains? They,
1: they do, but there's, like, 100 <laughs> people in there. And plus, everyone's—because they drink all that Coke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, they can't drink. it. They need to. I don't know. I don't even want to go down no, this road. No, because they, but they. I know. they, no, they, have but they to play, play pranks. They put hot
1: sauce on their on their dick.
3: Now some podcasts start out like Are you this is really. Different? I am. This is okay. like this is like Guy Tori. Is that the guy that directs those English movies where the action just starts right away? Oh like, yeah, yeah, boom, yeah, Gunshot in the face. That's what this podcast is. Oh thank you. <laughs> Show
1: me, me Chevy Chase.
0: <laughs> I don't think you like it. <laughs> Chevy, uh, isn't Chevy Chase face? It could be. You can make up your own cockney rhyming slang, can't you, Matt? I thought Chevy Chase was face in the Guy Tory movies. Guy, Guy Tori is like the, uh, G, Guy the manager Fieri. Of, of the Yankees,
1: right? No, those Guy Fieri movies. Okay. You know the Guy Fieri movies. Guy well. Is it Guy Ritchie? The Guy Ritchie, the Guy Ritchie movies. <laughs> Guy Smiley.
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's not even Guy <laughs> Tori. Joe Tori is the Yankees. Dude, well, who's right? who's Guy person? You're thinking a person? of Guy Pierce <laughs> No, Joe, who's Joe Tori and Guy Fieri He's the guy that was with Madonna. He was guy with Richie. Madonna.
3: That was Guy Ritchie. That was Guy Ritchie. Was guy Ritchie. His movies. Ritchie. Okay, his movies. Yeah. Start. Wow. Wham. Bam. Thank you. You know. Absolutely. And that's how this pod, Like a lot of podcasts would have been like, Hey, good. We're here. This thing. No, and we're just, already talking mm, about Chinese on mm, hun- railways, <laughs> 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 pissing and shitting themselves.
2: Um, but fine. Real story. It's a By real story. By the way, there are quite a lot of link results for when you Google Chinese commuters diapers train. <laughs> is there- <laughs> Did
0: you do that in, inc- in incognito mode or not? Uh, yeah, I did. That's smart. Now, no. here's the weird <laughs> thing, is
1: that I did find this news story by accident by just Googling that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was, it wasn't a link I saw. It was not on a news site. It was just the thing I was getting into.
0: Collection of words you just typed into. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Was, I was. It was pretty late at night. I was feeling a little randy. And so, uh, so you'd think they'd have podcasts in China. I think is that's what I'm we, saying. Yeah. Commutes, commuting time there is insane. That's yeah. that was the original point. Yes.
0: Oh, and the bigger, bigger point was Stefan Pop's documentary is out, and in it he shoots some footage of him sitting here with us recording. So if you want to see what, if you want, if you want to peek behind the curtain. You can go to probablyscience.com, and on this week's episode's notes, we'll have a sure a link to that video. And it's actually a pretty high quality production.
1: Well, yeah, he had three guys that all had the same name with it.
0: He had three. <laughs> weren't they all named Gunter? I think everyone from the Netherlands has like three names you can have. No, yeah. I'm serious.
1: Like, like he's like, this I met is-
0: two dudes named Wim when I was there. <laughs> wow. He's two like- Wims and a Pim.
1: <laughs> he's, no, but he's, he shows up and he's like, Hello, uh, I'm Stefan. Uh, these are
0: Gunters. <laughs> it was like three
1: these games. like plural, like yeah, he's like three are. No, camera guys named that's gunter. That's like a
0: job right. you, can be a, you can be a gunter, <laughs> like you see so the fun. movie credits you know had <laughs> key grip and Gunter, one, gunter right, two, right. Yeah. every Dutch
1: film is a gunter, yeah, yeah. everyone did,
0: knows that a, did you' ever a best it? gunter and a,
3: was yeah. it jelling or Kelling or there was a great dutch movie uh jelling or something I don't know k j e maybe I don't know that was a- j- uh, guy directed that <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. It was shelling. Our sun was great. It was really funny. Anyway. I don't remember any gunthers in it. But uh it's good to see you guys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> good to see you too. Good to see you too. Patrick, we always ask our guests this, um, at the beginning of the show. What, if anything, is your background in science? Uh I did go to in
3: uh as a kid in Michigan I went in the sixth grade to a science camp. We had to go every like spring, spring winter, spring. So there's you know, that was seven days in nature. That was pretty good. Oh, and then I majored in psychology, which is, I guess, science of human totally thought. And, yes, know. yeah. All of that is uh, definitely counts.
0: Oh, cool. What town in Michigan?
3: Uh, the, the camp was in Jackson, Miss. Miss I Michigan. grew up in Ann
0: Arbor. Did you really? Okay, yeah. so you know Jackson. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know I that. So where oranges keep falling? Uh, yeah, where good call. Jackson's where the camp was, or and where you were from?
3: They're splitting after they hit.
0: When uh, they hit the ground, they they split hit open. very
3: violently, and and it's I uh, we don't sit under that tree. It'd be a b- yeah. big mistake. It, uh, it yeah the camp was in Jackson and I was in Temperance so right by Toledo right across the border of oh, okay. Michigan yeah. and uh, yeah it was good. And what would you do in, in science camp? camp. Uh, I'm not sure. I remember like someone explaining how to hold a turtle, and I can't. So, you, so you
0: don't anger it. <laughs> <laughs> the science of turtle. Uh,
3: st- uh, there was that, and then uh, I'm not sure. I think we we put some sand in some jars. <laughs> yeah. That
0: sounds like something I've done. Yeah. Like visiting some marsh with a class yeah. in elementary school. And we had a lot of lightning
3: and bugs. We don't have lightning bugs
0: out yeah, here Yeah, I no, miss lightning
1: th- bugs. Good call. No. I uh, I remember doing like that sand art at some sort of summer bullshit thing. A mandala? No, no, not a mandala. That'd be cool, oh. but like, like in a jar yeah. where you just layers, layer it, but it's and like then you poke. neon. Yeah, and a, you know, uh-huh. it's it's always a bird. I guess birds are the easiest. Every time you see them, it's like a beach scene.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I, maybe I don't understand. I thought you just put a bunch of layers and you kind of poke through to make it look interesting on the side of the jar. Or how the layers? You do That's like. the basic. That's it's like uh, yeah. first grade version. Okay. Yeah.
2: And then if you're really going, yeah Matt, back me up here. You know about <laughs> that. Like if you're going for a level of expertise, then you can yeah you can actually draw in I- it.
0: So you draw so that they would show up on the side of the jar, or the pattern would show on the top of the same it's like side? A,
1: it's, you're do, it's like doing a mandala, but you're doing it sort of on the side. So, okay. So like, let's say you wanted to do a sunset scene, which is the most common because it's really fucking easy. Right. Right? You have a layer of normal sand, and then a little bit of blue, maybe for an ocean, right, above that sand. Mm-hmm. And then you then you're up on your sky horizon, right? But then you'd do a little poke, and you'd add a little
2: black a little bit of black, and then you'd have a little V-shaped bird flying. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So it gets a little... It's just building up in layers. It's... And that science went on to become 3D printers. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of those guys you see in any like cheesy tourist town, usually near a
2: beach somewhere that... that oh, that's exactly see... what it is. Yeah.
0: But, but I mean, specifically a different thing, uh, the guys who do the um aerosol camp- yeah the, the like, spray paint things with like they'll put down like a circular thing to draw and it's always like a super shitty stoner space scape at the end of it it's all it's either
2: a space scape or like a kind of oh like a sunset type thing you know? You're right oh, but, oh I, right.
0: I remember
1: every year when I was in school all the uh, everyone would come back from spring break with their shitty airbrush shirts on oh my god yeah. and it was always um you know the people that went together so so it'd be two girls in shirts and they both say like Lacey and Kelly spring break 93 or whatever <laughs> And it's just two circles for boobs, and then stick figures, and they're holding hands, and then it becomes everyone's gym shirt after like yeah. a week of wearing it every day. It's I awful.
2: think I still have somewhere my name written on a grain of sand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, a, a grain of rice or sand? Sorry, oh, a grain of sure. rice. Right? Okay, it was a grain, grain of sand, sand would be much more impressive to me. I'd wow. pay more for that. that yeah, would be
2: no, I like it. it's it's a very shitty skill. Yeah,
0: well, those <laughs> I camps feel like you could great. learn
2: that. I mean, because
3: I remember one of the, like it was a Catholic school I went to, and uh, and the camps. You know, they try, like, I remember them saying, well, what does rain made? Because it was rainy. It was, it was cr- just wet in yeah. Michigan for whatever, five months. And uh, someone's like, well, what is rain made of? And it's like, oh, there's moisture and air pressure and, and water and, you know, clouds. And then one of the, like, moms was like, and, like, Jesus is tears. And it was like, what are you doing? What do you, like, what do you do? We're in sixth grade. Why are you, like, save that for the three-year-old. Like, why would right. you send us back?
0: But why would anybody it even... It sounds like a joke.
2: Right? Yeah. Jesus yeah.
3: is tears? Jesus is tears. Like, a mom trying to go, hey, let's not forget God in this equation. And it's like, man, also, guys.
2: How upset is Jesus if right. he's managing to, ray, like, cry across half of the world at any one time? But also, he's Jesus.
3: Jesus always cries from west to east.
2: <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows that about Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's madder certain times. He's sadder certain times a year, and at certain regions. Like yeah, right. they know what they did. Yeah, right. Sometimes,
2: like violently sad. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. He's, the time he's going to be sad
0: today, right? Aren't He, he that. might be sad. Yeah. He's going to be very sad. Well, no. What do you call snowflakes then? Jesus is dandruff. Jesus dandruff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to have an itchy scalp in the Northeast. So I wish everybody well out there because they're going to yeah. have the worst yeah.
2: blizzard of all time. Louis C.K.'s show got canceled. Did you get did his email? Yep. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> what was it what, in New York? I've had exactly the same thing where my iPhone insists the word "canceled" is spelt with one L. And yeah, canceled is one L. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I mean, I've seen things where you can. Uh, I think it's one of those things. Technically, it can be either, it but be, the more yeah. the more accepted one is one L now. What's yeah. uh,
3: what's the situation? Is
2: he in New York and about to do a show?
0: Yeah, he, he had a bunch of Madison Square Garden shows, and he canceled the last one because uh, of the. Bl- oh, there
2: we bl- go. One L in America, two Ls in Britain.
0: Really? Yep. How about traveling?
2: All right, let me tell you in a second. I think that's on good, Led Zeppelin's nice. box
0: set, Traveling Riverside Blues is spelled with two L's, but maybe they're British. And then, and then that's how many L's in Led
2: Zeppelin? Just the one? Ooh. the um, Yep, two. same deal. American one, uh, British two. Okay. Andy got a little saucy with me earlier today for the way I spell Czech.
0: <laughs> you just, spell check with the pretentious Q U E way C H E Q U E the correct way. Dude, how long were you in Canada? Like, how much of it really like penetrated? That's how this? I've
1: always spelled check. Really? But yeah, because otherwise it's it, it you could mistake it. Like, hey, can, you know, the conversation we were having was. I said, "Hey, last night you paper cut my dick with that check. That's <laughs> what I had texted you, obviously. That's great. And I had to do the Q U E because it, it could have been could, like have been checks mix or, or anything. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. checks? I,
3: I just heard last night that Louis he doesn't uh, he doesn't do pictures, selfie people. He's, he'd rather just talk with someone for a few yes. minutes, but he won't do it. Yeah, he said that in his Reddit
2: A M A. Which I kind of I get, like oh, I, I get, kind of like yeah. the like Stephen Fry wrote something about that as well a while ago where." Photos used to be just one or two people in a book signing, but now pretty much everyone in the world has a camera with them at all times because yeah. phones all have cameras. So now it just becomes exhausting and yeah. just really unpleasant. You know, just to s- spend an hour just standing with your arm around someone, and it's- so Louis just goes, "I won't take a photo with you, but I will engage yeah, you as a sure. person." That's great. Which is better. It takes right? less time. Yeah. Like I, I prefer that. Like if I meet someone that I'm a big fan of, I'd much rather. Have a back and forward and actually engage with them, have a conversation, yeah, and you take a picture. You walk away, they've just got have something you. I can post online, and I, oh yeah, you saw him. Oh no, I'd rather have the actual experience of meeting. Well, him. and
1: also all those photos are clearly at an event where you were supposed to meet the person.
2: Yeah, like whenever I see someone with
1: a photo of them and some celebrity, it's like it'd be cool if it was like at a Chipotle and you're both just sitting there, like or like. Like, even if I'm working with, like, a comic that I love, a big deal comic, I I, I won't get a photo with them, but I love it if someone else takes a candid oh, one. Yeah.
2: To the point where I will cheat and say, like, hey, can, can, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go talk, can you snap a photo? Yeah. I ended up accident- Um, my shows at Flappers this weekend, The sat- one of the Saturday shows, Ray Romano and Brad Garrett dropped in to do sets. And that's I great. wouldn't have asked them for a photo, but they were taking photos with everyone backstage, and I got sort of dragged into a group shot. And I was like, oh, that, well, that's cool. Now there's the a best. photo of me yeah. with them all sure. in the backstage. But Absolutely. I would never have gone like, hey, can I have a photo? Yeah, it's, it's like, like nominating
3: of talk- yourself for office. Like, you can't go, I nominate me. instead like yeah. someone else kind of, you know. <laughs> no, they're
2: like, hey, you're, you're comics, I'm a comic, let's talk uh, as comics. And all right, well, now the person who runs the club wants to take a big picture with all of us. All right, perfect. cool. Right, perfect. Bill I, Russell
3: never... Uh, he never did autographs. Bill Russell from the Celtics. The, the center. He's just like, no, we can talk, but I'm not going to do an autograph. I don't do that. See,
0: I would hate autographs more than pictures just because I, I hate having to... My handwriting is awful, even though an autograph doesn't have to be good handwriting. Like I would prefer... I bet there was a period when the transition from autographs to pictures was happening where people were like, phew, I don't have to do autographs anymore. And then suddenly I was like, oh wait, but these pictures are going to be a much bigger time right, suck right, in right, a couple right, of years. Right, right. Yeah.
2: What was it? it was, I think it was a... I think it was a famous, like super famous baseball uh, star who has recently died. Ernie his, uh, Ernie Banks. But no, no, not not uh, that not that recently. But someone uh, who God, who was it? it? Was one of the legendary players who famously never signed an autograph all through his life. And the deal was, when he died, he left his he left his children with mm. like a stock of autographed stuff, and that was like. And the value of it is oh, incredibly wow. high because it's something he never did.
3: Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. Very nicely Smart done. little yeah. thing.
2: I never heard that. Uh... I've just tried to look for it and I can't. If you know. What if is, in, our in England, know baseball
3: must be viewed as the most boring thing of all yeah, time. You, I
2: think you view baseball the way we, uh, sorry, we view baseball the way you view cricket. Okay. Or the way I view cricket. Uh, perfect. <laughs> so you view both <laughs> sports <laughs> equally yeah. with disdain. I know sure. we have <laughs> cricket fans listening to the show. I can't. I can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't do I can't do cricket. But now. then I can't do baseball either. What's right,
1: yeah, yeah. what's the other douchey thing in a field where someone has a mallet? Croquet,
0: do you mean? Yeah, fuck that. The douche- no, 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 is <laughs> no croquet. Why are we all saying croquet? Uh,
2: croquet is pretty fun. You don't think it's fun? Croquet's like no. It's it's like pool or snooker, but on a in a park. But like it's, like, it's like a it like. There's too much lemonade involved. <laughs> It, 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 Mint juleps, yeah, sundressing. It. Yeah. It's, it's like it's it's like the same as like Skittles or something like that. Like I'm I no know, I know there what is this, like a very that? professional level where people are amazing <laughs> wait, at it, but wait, for the wait, most part.
0: Let's back up. <laughs> back? Like, What's, Skittles? What's Skittles?
2: Like the like the thing you have as kids, but there's also like an no, adult heart version that's a bit like a bit like ten bowling, but you just chuck the ball in the air and it lands on like five little pins or ten pins called Skittles? Yeah. Okay. You oh. talking about jacks? Playing jacks? Maybe. And you? Oh no no no! You no, do no. the grab? No no no! Like, they look like, like like a scaled down version of 10-pin bowling on, on a lawn. Yeah, there's various and there's boule, which is the French version where it's on um it's on sand and you throw it kind of backhand. You sort of have the bocce style. Uh, Possibly, yeah. You like hold the ball so it's facing down, and then swing it forward, swing your arm forward, and release it. Well, no, I
1: remember though seeing pictures of you when you were a kid. You still, of course, were covered with ash. You hadn't lost your ash yet from the chimneys when you were playing Tiddlywinks.
2: <laughs> yeah, was this like this was pre? This was pre leaving the orphanage.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is
2: before I was sold. Uh, to this to is the, before to this the, before you were sold. So to to still, everyone still dun, dun, had a broom dun, dun, dance, dun, dun, dun. right? Um, so
0: by the time you're an urchin, you definitely know how to s- play skittles and maybe boole.
2: Well, it depends who you raise It depends whether your millionaire father has discovered you by this point. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or whether you're still, you know, whether you're still enslaved to the funeral director.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that one of the branches, that this or that on um, the on the progression? <laughs> I didn't realize that that's a... Yeah, well,
1: it's a very, I mean, it's a very Dickens-looking chart. Right. You know? Um, we had a
0: listener make a, ch- a progression of, of British childhood. Oh, nice. The, the larval to our, progression. The larval progression. Oh, go, that's fantastic. Because they're all born as orphans, and then they sometimes become... Uh, scallywags, sweeps. urchins,
3: um... Mary Poppins, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Yes, they all end
0: up chimney sweeps, I think, at the
3: end. Uh, what was your favorite part of psychology, Patrick? uh you... Let's see. That's a great question. Um, I liked uh, that there were so many women that studied it because the numbers were three out of four psychology students were women. Yeah, yeah, and because more men went into like business and, and uh, engineering, and women tend to maybe go into nursing and psychology. Uh, but we had equal in pre med and, and biology. It was a good biology school. But yeah, it was, it was mostly women. And it was fun to make fun of all the people that thought they had every disease that the teacher, the professors talk about. They're yeah. like, well, this is the Garcia effect, where uh, if you eat cherry, um, Captain Crunch, you get sick, and you can never eat that again, because you got sick once off of it. And like every girl in this class is like, oh, I have it, I have that, I have that. <laughs> and they have their own story about every disease. And as the few guys in psychology, we'd sit back and laugh and make fun.
0: And you would never have that affect yourself?
3: Until
1: um, <clears throat> he brought up the one, he's like... This is the effect Tequila. of like guys yeah. that sit in the back and laugh right. at the
3: at the girls who claim uh, right. to have every disease when ever really mentioned they can't eat Captain
1: Crunch themselves. Yeah, so
3: hurt. it's it's. I mean, it's just. I think a lot of it's common sense in psychology. Maybe that's all college is. What
0: well, did you think that you were going to go into counseling? Or? Or I
3: thought I was going to get into coaching at the time. I was a fan of uh, like Lou Holtz and Jimmy Johnson. I had heard that they were both oh. psychology majors in college, and I played football going into college, and I was like, oh, I'll probably when I'm done, coach. And oh, okay. uh, I was like those guys both did uh, psychology so I'll just do this and then get into coaching and it'll be nice.
0: Did you play I thought you played in college also. Uh, I hurt bit. my
3: knee <clears throat> in my last high school game so I got the scholarship but I went and tried to play and it just didn't happen.
0: What position were you?
3: I was a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. So What which, does that do? You? Exactly. Okay. Uh, it's sometimes you block, sometimes you catch the ball so okay. it's kind of you're too slow to be a receiver and too small to be a lineman. Which I don't know if that makes any sense. Okay. To. Okay. But uh, it, it was fun. Sense. It's a good position. Um, you, you're versatile yeah you're easy yeah. going right where's he going yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll just go. i'll
2: just fill in wait you just let
1: me in. know where you yeah, need me and
2: in. i'll yeah. just i'll just
1: pick a up german perfect player. which guy who's the deflator guy which guy deflates the yeah, balls that's
3: usually a chubby white uh guy with short hair like a shaved head or yeah, something yeah. you know um that grew up in the area maybe didn't finish college
1: and he's the <laughs> deflator for the team the yeah team he deflator. had
3: like a trainer manager yeah, sort situation. Of yeah. they won't let them tape ankles, but they'll let them put equipment on the field and maybe blow up air into the helmets or, or take it out of the footballs.
1: Yeah. I love those uh, absurdly large mesh bags for carrying around various ball paraphernalia, like in a gym. Yeah. why is that? I don't know. I just thought it would always be awesome to haul one of those over my shoulder. You never when got. You're to going do it.
0: someplace that isn't sports with laundry,
3: really? or like with balls.
0: Yeah, no, no,
1: with balls. It's a very special thing. It's like yeah. like when they bring out all the volleyballs. It's a guy with, like, 20 volleyballs in a fucking... And then you get to, like, release them. Yeah! Yeah.
2: My favorite Release them on the gym floor? My favorite thing of those is the tennis ball cages that you can just push down onto a tennis ball and it goes through it. Oh, yeah! yeah. Oh, yeah! So it's like, it's just gathering balls as you go along. It's so
0: satisfying when it just plunks through the... Why is that?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, just things that fit well. There's a Tumblr somebody posted that was just, like, things fitting inside of things. Right. all the picture is so satisfying. Just like showing, like a Coke can fits in the middle of like a duct tape roll or something, and just like, oh, that just feels right. Oh
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah, love it. What is, is there is this because every year that football
2: plays like one game in London. Now is is football I even think, does London even have an interest in having it? I think they've upped it now to two or maybe three, and they sell out instantly. Do they really? That's they sell out really quickly. Like, it just doesn't make sense that we'd have a team there. I yeah. think there's just enough. Um, there's enough, firstly, expat Americans and Canadians, but then also I th- it's building as a sport. Like they, show, they always show the Super Bowl, but I think now they've started to show the whole season on a show. And when you watch it, like, if you were to watch the British coverage, it would be like when we watched American soccer coverage from about 10 years ago, where every time there's a play or anything, someone then has to explain why it's important. Right. And uses slightly off terms... Who? Oh God! Who? Oh.
0: In like a sort of condescending way.
2: Yeah, but, like, but also uses slightly the wrong words for things because you have you what we call a pitch, oh man, you call a, a field. A British accent uh, doing some of those names
1: though. That's hilarious. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's, yeah, you can't coach. And it.
2: that was Daquizi
0: D- Jones <laughs> coming to the. <laughs> We have <laughs> again. Listeners can email probablyscience at gmail.com with any comments, questions, true, clarifications. Well, who, probablyscience.
3: Well, who's the there was an Irish guy who normally does golf who was uh, doing some. Oh, he was so that funny. Familiar. He that was an Irish familiar. guy doing golf, and he was doing sideline reporting during either a pro or college game. All right. And he was making. He's like offsides. What's that? Or he's like. Uh, Illegal procedure But it was an Irish accent I'm butchering it But Oh Oh, he was so funny And it was like Oh
0: sweet baby Chase He's off sides Uh,
3: (laughs) But you can see Americans watching Because they get We're so serious About the football Like Dennis Miller As as an announcer People were like We don't like our jokes And football mixed You know Like Dennis Miller was a football announcer For Monday Night Football For a couple seasons Oh man Yeah
0: he was such guy a bad football went, announcer. He made oh, yeah. us. <laughs> uh,
1: that guy just got sacked more
3: than Common on
1: the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
3: but yeah, it's it's, it's one uh, one language, right? Or one two countries separated by the same language? Is that what they say?
2: So well, that's what you guys say. We have a different expression. Oh, just call us. <laughs> because
3: nobody's happier about Independence Day than you. Like nobody's happy about July Fourth in England. They're like, oh, thank God we're not. You know, really.
1: Oh, and catching the pigskin there, it's Macquarius Rutger.
2: (laughs) Um, So, by the way, uh, (laughs) I do want to, like, this a little warning story, because for the people who are in the northeast and currently snowbound, this is a story we were going to cover a while ago, and then it just got pushed down the list. But apparently, be careful, because you are more prone to heart attacks when you're shoveling snow. Yes, Mm -hmm. I've heard. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, a study looking at data from 1990 to 2006 by researchers at the U.S. Nationwide Children's Hospital recorded 1,647 fatalities from cardiac-related injuries associated with shoveling snow. In Canada, these deaths make the news every winter. Hey, Canadian listeners! Hello. <laughs>
0: yeah, in no, Michigan too. Like this is something that's been part of part of. Uh haven't you heard of this kind of thing since the, the growing cardiac up? Or, well, Just that the people that are, are not doing anything physically active and yeah. all year, then the snow right.
2: hits and they want to be the man of the house and yeah. go out and... Well, yeah. according to Barry Franklin, who's a cardiologist um, and an expert in the hazardous effects of snow removal, uh, he believes the number of deaths could be double that. Um, he's, uh, he says, when healthy young men shovel snow, their heart rate and blood pressure increase more than when they exercise on a treadmill. Combine this with cold air, which causes arteries to constrict and decrease blood supply, you have the perfect storm for a heart attack. So he thinks the number could be double? Yeah. But why don't we know? I don't know. Maybe it's not accurately reported Right? accurately catalogued. Is it one of those catalogued.
1: pride things? Like, I, I told you guys, uh, you know, every year the freaky amount of dead old men they find in steakhouse bathrooms... Oh yeah, because, because they don't admit it. they're choking. They can't admit they're. Cho- they start choking, but they don't want to like get help. So they oh, just I don't want to make a scene. Yeah, they just get up and go to the bathroom and they just <laughs> fucking die in the bathroom. Jesus So like if you were like warning posters in the
2: bathrooms of these,
1: yeah, if things. you like if you work in a steakhouse, it's like a busboy or something. You just finally like, well, you three, can't suck up
2: your pride when it's blocking your respiratory system. Yeah, I know, but, <laughs>
0: but what a terrible like just. <laughs> You get like the night the night off when you find a body. Like there should be some kind of. It's reward. like if your roommate kills no. themselves right. in college, yeah.
2: you got a life pension. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah you get like a uh, free steak. They could give you yeah. a free fillet. <laughs> By the way, what a fuck you to the developing world. Yeah, like yeah, we're dying of we, we're dying of too much food. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, god, you know, um, absolutely. Uh, we have
3: competitions. But I think with, 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 <laughs> exactly. when you're shoveling snow Look, in that weather, too, you get delusion, like you start to lose your mind a little bit and you don't realize, oh, wow, I might be having a heart... like you. Probably yeah, it's it hard to tell what
2: is that pain and what yeah. is just the cold. Um, it says snow shoveling is particularly strenuous because it uses arm work, which is more taxing than leg work. Uh, straining to move wet and heavy snow is particularly likely to cause a surge in heart rate and blood pressure. Also, many people hold their breath during the hard work, which puts a strain on the body. And in addition, Why the are they prime- their-
0: what. As I you're doing the actual... I mean, yeah. yeah oh, as, as you heave. As, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure,
2: sure. And then in addition, the prime time for snow clearance is between 6 and 10 a.m., which is when circadian fluctuations make us more vulnerable to heart attacks.
0: That's something I had no idea That's about. weird.
2: So Franklin advises anyone over the age of 55 to not do it. Um, the people at greatest risk, risk are those who are habitually sedentary with known or suspected coronary disease who go out once a year to clear snow. He says, adding the smoking and being overweight drastically increased the risk. If you must do it, push rather than lift the snow, dress in layers, take regular breaks indoors, and don't eat or smoke before shoveling. Using a snow snowblower is a better option, but there have also been heart attacks recorded in men using blowers, including one fatality in Buffalo on Wednesday. That was about a month or two ago on Wednesday. People don't have any idea how taxing it is on the heart. So there you go. Um, if you are currently in a very snowy, very cold area, be careful when you're shoveling, shoveling snow. Take precautions. Don't do it between 6 and 10, 10 a.m., and if you're over 55, or your parents are, get them to slow the fuck down.
0: Well, now it's like, I guess they had to be asking us to... This is one of the most dreaded chores of childhood in Michigan. I feel like this is worse than yeah. mowing or cleaning yeah. gutters well, picking, or Weeds leaves. were always my,
3: I, my hated weeds. I didn't mind ice, really? but the weeds... Oh, oh, we, we, so, weeds so. are picking awful, weeds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: pulling weeds was terrible.
3: Yeah, I remember... Um, Having to do that thing
1: where I would have to, with the tanning oil, lathering mom's areolas.
2: Oh, yeah. It was yeah. always a
1: weird, you know, as a
2: child, you know, when you have to do that. So she wanted so them very darker. susceptible to sunburn. Huh? She wanted them darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, this wasn't any... Because this... in the UK, it's priced to be like a fairer, fair fairer areola. Like. Is it really? No, America always...
1: What, what, you, what you wanted was, it was called the donut. I mean, you wanted just pink right in the middle,
2: surrounded oh, right. by pure black, okay. and then just a nice... <laughs> I think these things always go in trends and waves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As so, always, uh, they what embrace- kind of donut
0: has the. Like a jelly donut. Okay, like a. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I yeah. got you. Like
3: <laughs> Absolutely. You've seen them at the. What's the donut place in Portland? What's it? Oh, yeah,
1: Voodoo Donut. Voodoo Voodoo
0: Voodoo they donut. have that.
3: They have that. Or Areola Donut. Areola. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, so so fair skin is embraced, because in America, everybody wants to be darker now. I don't know if... No, I don't, in,
2: in the UK, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking around. But I don't know, but it does go in waves, because back in the day, it was prized to be the fairest skin possible, because that showed that you didn't do manual labor.
0: And to be a little on the plate. Plump side because uh-huh. you had the uh, extra food.
2: Yeah, it just like everything is now. It's to everything show that you is just do cultural trends yeah. and
1: norms, and yeah. yeah, now it's to show that you do manual labor because in Asia to get ripped
3: and get tan yeah. to yeah. look like you worked a field all day because everyone just sits in front That's of a so computer. Because in Asia, the uh, Japanese and Koreans don't want to look like Vietnamese. They don't want to look dark. you, you oh, know really? Because they feel like if they get too dark. They're like they get mistaken for being Vietnamese or Southeast Asian. It's a so weird. They also shave their foreheads. Yeah,
1: What? They're, yeah? But they're so not hairy. It doesn't. I like, know. I did that. It'd be over. What are yeah. you talking about? I don't understand. If you get like a, if you, if you're in Japan, you go get a haircut in Japan, like you do. They'll mm-hmm. shave your forehead. Just
0: like the downy hairs on your forehead. Yeah, no, they'll you shave. Mean, like, if, if you go in for a, a
1: shave, they shave your forehead out of nowhere. It's like what the fuck are you doing?
0: <laughs> okay, you don't mean like they'll give you like a straight hairline by shaving some of the actual hair no, on the no. Top no. of your head, they, they or just shave
2: something. your blank forehead. Weird. Like, what do you you know? Like shaving hair that isn't there. Yeah, yeah. Or like every—I mean, I guess every bit of your skin has very, very. You fine don't even heroin. want to right. know what they use for cream. Yeah,
1: bring in the twelve guys. No, that's, how it that's how it started. Yeah. Hey, I meant to bring this up. Um, th- and this is a real thought. You have a psychology degree, and we're all uh, weird uh pervs to some degree. So I'm sorry to bring this up, but this is a real thought I've had. Okay. Right? Okay. And I'm serious about this. It's going to sound like a joke, but psychologically, if, any, if we have any uh, sociologists listening or anyone that deals with uh, large group trauma, um, let me know. Uh, Bakaki, obviously Japanese. Mm-hmm. That's where a bunch of guys stand around jack off on a, on a lady on a lady. Um, it's very weird, uh, or maybe it's not weird. whatever you do you. My point is mm-hmm. just okay, and then uh, Germany, of course, a lot of fecal based, mm-hmm. Pornography,
0: painting with broad strokes here, but okay, yes, sure. certainly more yeah. than the average. Probably, more than the average, I'm assuming.
1: Direct correlation between losing World War II and coming up with weird porn.
0: Yeah, there's, there's huh? something there. There's but something. Why? residual guilt? The one
2: thing I would say to that, okay, is where does Italy fit in on this? Right. Yeah, because they're what's Italy's thing? They're flip flops well, they, through s- they were part surely of the surely snuff as well. films or something. I mean, surely. Because I'm I'm not aware of Italy being known for any specific niche, yeah. any weird. Good call, good call. That does that does throw a flaw in my theory. But
3: their economies also weren't. Uh, did we help Italy's economy like we helped Japan and Germany's rebuild? I don't think we helped Italy rebuild like we did with Germany and Japan. Did oh, we? I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I gotta
0: know. Admit, I don't know much about Italy's involvement in World War II. Well,
3: they got turned on fairly quickly.
0: By they got turned
1: on by what? Well, Mussolini and Hitler were allies, and then uh, and then you know like like all of his allies, including Stalin early on, he's like, eh, fuck you, you know. Okay. By the, the end, whole... Italy
2: was then, not fighting Germany, I think, by the end. Yeah. Germany and Japan both are, in certain ways, very formal regimented societies. Yes. Um, so when you cut loose with
0: your deviance it's going to be even more...
2: And, and also, Germany is quite, like, even outside of any kind of sex things, Germany is quite sort of toilet-obsessed in a certain way. Like, German toilets have the shelf that... Mm-hmm.
0: And well, Japanese could, like, toilets inspect.
2: can, like, read you a book. It's, yeah, those yeah. Japanese yeah. toilet
3: seats are where they were the oh, first to have God, heated toilet seats. Well, and we discussed,
2: yeah. we have I talked about this before on the show? I don't, I don't know. I was in I, Tokyo? We must have. Like, the, my experience with those Japanese toilet seats. Getting a forehead shave? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. But, but <laughs> I was the heated, yeah. Well, but not just, like, there's the, the little water jet that comes out and mm-hmm. it's like a little... um a little bidet sort of thing? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to see how, you know, when I was in Tokyo, I wanted to see how it worked. So I sort of stood to the side and pressed the button for the bidet, like, for the little squirty thing, and, but nothing happened. I could sense there was no butt there? Yeah, I realized it has, like, a kind of weight sensor. Wow. So I put my, like, left hand on it, and and that still wasn't enough weight to set it off. So no, I, I won't put, do it
1: for one ass cheek.
2: So then I put, like, my left hand and my right knee on it, and then pressed the button with my right hand... And then watch this—like this, like, this <laughs> watch this nozzle just like emerge slowly from the back of the toilet, and then just fired a jet of water straight into my crotch. <laughs>
3: <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, so you get for.
2: <laughs> well, then, then I had like like wet trousers. So then I had to use the heat, like, the air blower thing from the toilet and just kind of hover over it for a while to yeah, dry fantastic. me off. It
1: looks kind of like... The the great little Mr. Bean sketch happening in out. the bathroom. It
0: looks kind of like the alien inside the alien's mouth when it comes <laughs> out, the little thing before it shoots the water. So funny. Oh,
1: if, imagine having one of those like a Geiger toilet. Yeah. You know, like a nice little themed Geiger toilet. That'd be fucked up. Um, Yeah, but good good call. Yeah, the, I guess the Italy thing throws, throws it's a wrench in the then, it's an interesting theory. I, I
2: don't know. I think also... Fetishes are often born out of things that are repressed. That's right. And Italy's not a repressed like, um, society. I
3: don't think South America, anything Mediterranean, they're already having like, the sex, right? They're not repressed societies. But also, like are
2: Britain's they? known for things like. like what, a pr- British porn is uh, weird. But there's a lot of like spanking and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And particularly. Yeah, it's it's like, weird. Yeah. And like pro doms. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, pro doms were often report like particularly high powered, like a lot of businessmen and judges often come to, to have like versions of corporal punishment and it's basically hey remember when you were at boarding school and they were still allowed to cane you right. and that at some point got internalized and switched around into now oh, that's man. what you're into you're into that kind of discipline it's a well known stat that when they play in England over half the crowd just
1: starts beating off during ACDC concerts <laughs> <laughs> um it's so a well known. They can't even. Yeah, that is. You can't. Dispro- you can't or.
3: disprove that. No, you can't. Uh, I lived in Japan for a couple of years. What? I was an exchange student. Yeah, it was great. You know that? Yeah, it was fantastic. Do you speak Japanese? ne?
2: Moshi, moshi. Hi. I said, did you speak Japanese?
3: ni nihongo shaberu.
0: What
2: does uh, that mean?
3: I don't know. Uh, no, it just means I speak a little. Yeah, after I was there two years in college. Great time. It's great for a Western male to go. Kumamoto, down in the south. Near Nagasaki.
2: How old were you at that point? I
3: was in college. Uh, so I was, uh, it was two years. I was 20, 21, 22. I left when I was nice. 22. So it was the perfect time to be there. And uh, a lot of, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. So a good, thing would, you were, uh, good thing you're not a polar bear. Oh, forget about it. We're yeah. over
1: there. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> that was like the most tenuous yet. Yeah, I like you know it. I mean, Keep, I, sounds, like, sounds
1: great yeah, yeah, to be yeah. over there as a young male, young human male, but for a polar bear, <laughs> polar bear man. wouldn't be a good time. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Did uh? <laughs> did, did you guys know that the
0: polar bear penis bone may be weakened by pollution? I I, I mean, if you're actually asking me, I did know that because I put the article up. But I mean, <laughs> again, just based oh, okay. on things you were googling already. Was, okay.
1: Just completely based on random yeah. Google searches we do. Uh, yeah, guys. First climate change, now penile fracture. Uh, polar bears have got it pretty rough. Chemical pollutants may be reducing the density of the bear's penis bones, putting them at risk of breaking this most intimate part of their anatomy.
2: By the way, we're going we're gonna to post a link to this story on ProbabilityScience.com as we do with all of our stories. The picture that illustrates yep. the story it's a pretty, it's, appears it's, to be one polar bear laughing at another polar bear's penis.
0: Yeah,
3: That's fantastic. Uh,
0: various. Oh, my God, it va- is. Various it's mammals. it up. It looks,
2: yep. <laughs>
0: uh, like the one
2: bear is like yeah. revealing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think?
0: <laughs>
3: I don't know, man.
1: Um, various mammals, though not humans, have a penis bone, uh, also known as penile bone or baculum, 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 scott baculum. Yep. It's exact function is unclear. It could just be a byproduct of evolution or it may help support the penis or stimulate the female during mating. Christian Son at Aarhus University in Denmark. It's
0: a very, very, very fine house University.
1: It is. It is. Uh, It's in the middle of our street. Um, His colleagues had previously shown that polar bears with high levels of pollutants called organ... Organohalogens. 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 uh, In their body. The, so polar bears that have a high level
2: of organohalogens in their bodies. Uh, they had both smaller Don't testes. Don't worry, okay, so we'll put the correct version of that over there afterwards. Mm-hmm. It'll sound great.
1: So again, that's uh, that's polar bears with high levels of organohalogens uh, in their bodies. They had both smaller testes and smaller dicks. Son and his team have now shown that a particular class of organohalogens, the Polychlorinated biphenyls is associated with a less dense baculum. This could prevent... Guys, you don't have to... I could say that one. I said it correctly. So this could, <laughs> this could prevent successful mating, the team suggests. Uh, PCBs or polychlorinated biphenyls... Biphenyls. Um, These were used uh, industrially for several decades from the late 1920s onwards, and they had hundreds of applications, including in production of paints and rubber products. Then evidence emerged that they can harm health and cause cancer, and they were banned by a UN treaty signed in 2001. But they're slow to break down so they can accumulate in the environment. This is where the Arctic becomes involved. It has particularly high concentrations of pollutants like PCBs, says Margaret James at the University of Florida in Gainesville. These chemicals enter the atmosphere at lower latitudes uh, where they were used, and then they're deposited down from the cold polar air, so Arctic animals are more highly exposed than animals in more temperate or equatorial regions. And what they did was they tested uh, dick bone specimens from 279 polar bears. uh, That's from northeast Greenland and Canada, all born between 1990 and 2000. They studied this bone because it's easy to come by. It's the kind of bone that's taken was, by local. Th- there
0: was no. <laughs> I know. Okay.
1: It's the kind of bone that's taken by local trophy hunters and sustenance hunters. It's an actual sign that you have hunted and shot a bear.
2: Well, fuck you, hunters. I know. <laughs> <laughs> True. I know. Like sustenance hunters. Okay, if you live in the Arctic wilderness or whatever, then you. you okay, fine. I, I'll give you a pass. Trophy hunters just shooting a bear and taking their penis, taking its dick. You. Yeah, I know. Uh,
1: uh, taking a highly endangered species. Um, I mean,
0: at least make a classy rug and then have like the bone be, I don't know, off like to the towel holder.
1: Uh, right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like those those elephant trunk uh, umbrella holders. You
0: Where know? that's all you brought back with you. Or no, the, the elephant they, foot. Or the foot. Yeah. They yeah,
1: turn yeah. the foot into the thing. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the gorilla hand ashtrays? Oh my God. Terrifying. Those are terrifying. Yeah. Um,
0: Do those all come with curses or it's just monkey's paws? Uh, That's just monkeys
1: come with curses. Yeah, yeah. No, gorilla hands aren't cursed. Everyone knows that.
2: Here's the thing. I'll give that a pass pass as well, because if you are raised by any kind of ape, you you get used to just, you know, ashing into their open hands. (laughs) Absolutely. And when they're no longer around to look after you, you're like, well, I still need... No, it's a comforting...
1: Yeah, it's a a comforting comforting thing. Um, Obviously, people don't realize that Mr. Gadget is based on the elephant. I mean, any elephant already comes with umbrellas in its leg, if you were to remove... It's leg. It would have umbrellas and canes. Is this
0: before you reached the status of inspector? This is pre-inspector. Okay, this was back was when he was Constable Gadget. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. Um, so, guys, a lot of polar bear dicks out there, and they used hospital x-ray techniques to calculate the density of calcium in each bone. Comparing their figures against data on locally recorded levels of a range of harmful pollutants, they found a link between high PCB levels and low baculum density, although James notes that the analysis was not strong enough statistically to prove that PCBs are the cause of lower bone densities. Even though the function of the polar bear's penile bone is unknown... How is it unknown? It's probably for what is getting it? a big fat boner. Um, <laughs> they believe that a weaker baculum is likely to be problematic during mating. If it breaks, you probably won't have a bear which can copulate. Well, yeah. I would say that. Um, this is weird because it sounds like they're just. It sounds like obviously all the bone density is going down, but
0: they specifically point out
1: and the they're just like, no, it's the dicks. Density. It affects the dicks. It's like kind of. Pervy well, I wonder scientists. if this is
0: related. Like there's a there was an article I saw that I, I mean I don't have it in front of me, so I hope I'm not just like spouting something that was disproven. But um, that. Uh, they correlated like phthalates, I think they're called P H T H A L A. That's Scientology talk. Yes. You can measure those with an e-meter. Um, like these things that are in all kinds of plastics that any processed thing that we touch every day, uh, that there's a correlation between, um, exposure to those in pregnant women and, uh, lower, uh, Anogen- like increasing feminization of male babies, which okay. is they, they measure that by the distance between the anogenital distance, as they call it. Like, yes, because everyone starts out female, and like as as you become more male, like your genitalia moves to the front. Also, so like that, if the distance is shorter, you're, you're less masculinized. And they say that the presence of this uh, plasticky thing. Is... Speaking of which, okay, I mean, we're talking about like a, a taint shortage. Is what I'm talking. I know about a here. taint okay. shortage. Okay, yeah. Speaking of
1: which, we got quite a few emails about dick squirting. It's a thing. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's we totally got female a thing. ejaculation emails. I got to squirting emails. No, Patrick, I was
1: yeah. explaining. We did a thing about uh, uh, squirting female, yeah, female sure. squirting, and what perhaps it is, You know, it's been hot yeah. in the news lately, obviously, um, uh, and perhaps what it is. And I explained that when I was younger, uh, when I was a teenager, if I rubbed vigorously enough on just my penis head, the glands, as it's called, the glands, penis, the glands, penis, uh, the glands, penis. If I rubbed just enough, even with fully erect or something, right. um, I I would uh, against my will, uh, piss. I would I, oh, a bunch wow. of urine would, wow. but it would urine. squirt out in oh, a lot of okay. urine in a urinal, and it would squirt out in all kinds of crazy directions. Now I always thought different well, direction, not just straight out, but like side no, looks, sideways. Sideways, okay. all it was crazy,
2: and uh, like some, like even behind him, yeah. <laughs> like you just come out like through. I somehow. know, I know, I know. it
1: was very weird. Um, and uh, <laughs> just just straight out of my mouth like a projectile. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out that that's a that's a combination of urine and prostatic fluid, and that is the equivalent of the of squirting. That's the equivalent to oh
0: oh really? Wait, did someone write that part in? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. I did a lot what of it.
3: Is squir- is squirting pre come for a woman or it's well it's <gasps> involuntary. Oh, right. Involuntary, Okay. It's,
1: it's a, It sounds like a. It, it can so, be a little separate from orgasm.
3: Yeah. It, yeah. Totally. So Jesse's a squirter.
1: Well, it used to be. Turns okay. out, I, I, I did a little Googling, okay. found a million like, men's health forums on this. Like, dudes, what's going on? Every time I rub my dick. And, uh, <laughs> so people are, yeah. People, and, yeah. And, but like, you know, stuff where doctors answer and whatnot. And so what it is, it's, it's uh, I'm uncircumcised. Okay? So apparently when I was that age, you have a, if you're uncircumcised, obviously you're grown with a little more, you have a little more protection as sure. you're growing up. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a hypersensitive glands uh, yeah. which has since faded. I don't think it would happen now. You know what I mean? But, that makes but sense. apparently for uncircumcised men... Why did
0: you whisper that? When everything else, they've <laughs> been yelling at the neighbors all day in the last three years, and that well, one word, Jewish. you kind of go, oh,
1: okay. Are they? <laughs> you want to make yeah. them jealous. Oh, like, I'm yeah, uncircumcised circumcised. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, as you get into as well, well thousands like, people. like, huh?
2: I'm Jewish and well within Asia The, per- the <laughs> no, person I know, I know. to your left and the house to
3: your left. I know, but you've and had... I was born in reattached.
2: America, so... That's true. I'm, I'm glad my parents saved it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so they so did funny. save it. Um, this show is definitely helping science. Yeah, you're
1: going <laughs> to <laughs> want that dowry. Um, this is arguably more scientific than most shows also, by the way. Point is, dude. It, it's it, so yeah. Hypersensitivity in yeah. the glands okay. uh, that can cause that reaction. And what it is, it's a combination of urine and uh, like prostate fluid. And it's like the equivalent of like male squirting. Goes away as you age with a lot of people because I yeah. I don't think it would. I don't think my penis head is is hypersensitive now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but we, certainly
2: was in my adolescence. But also while we're talking about um, things that happen when you're younger and things that can affect things, people in the womb. Here we go. Uh, I just. Oh, wait, maybe quick. something else. No, yeah. I was just going to quick shout out to Anderson Jones, listener Anderson Jones. Oh, yes. Who messaged to say, um, uh, hi hey guys, I know you get a kick out of having scientists listeners, so I thought I'd share the article I just had published. Nice. Uh, congratulations, Anderson, I, and gave, uh, oh, his sorry. little, uh, sum up of it. We'll put a link to it, but.
0: Well, yeah, because uh, I read the article, and, you know, it's, uh, a little. It's quite science It's heavy. It's pretty heavy in science, so I was like, can you give maybe something in a brief that we could just read to our listeners to explain what it it was that your findings Um, were?
2: A higher vitamin D level at birth is associated with a lower risk of eczema in early childhood. This finding may be due to the effects of vitamin D on the immune system. In this study, higher vitamin D was associated with lower inflammatory responses... Are you wincing every time I say vitamin rather than vitamin? Is that what you... No, uh, no, I was the, it was an unrelated wince. Okay, cool. It was like an eye check. Okay. Lower <laughs> inflammatory responses to allergens. <laughs> it is not yet determined whether taking the uh, supplements in pregnancy or childhood can reduce the risk of allergies as UV radiation, the major source of vitamin D, may also be playing an important role. Supplementation studies are underway to address these questions. So there we go. Good that's the summary. Anderson. Congratulations, oh, yeah, Anderson. Yeah, congrats on getting that published. That's great. If and spe- any of our other scientists listeners have recently got something published or had a paper in or any kind of finding or any won theories a medal on from any yeah. kings Pen- or anything.
3: Penis theories.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: right in. Like-
0: I keep trying to transition into the thing that I thought you were going to be talking about. Go for it, Andy. Well, speaking of things you can do to protect your children, uh, we can't really not address the thing that's been in the news recently. Of course, uh, Disneyland outbreak of the measles. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Fuck yeah. you. Fuck you, those people who... Well, you know what? Many fuck you to the parents who are not vaccinating their kids, but I can understand I have some empathy, if not sympathy, with them. Because I, I can understand, you know, you're a parent, you just want to do the best for your kid, and there, there is conflicting information out there. So... Mega fuck you to every mainstream media publication that is doing anything to money those more right. waters all of which and, listen to our show Yeah, and an <laughs> almighty fuck you to the doctors who are actively conning people and Helping to bring back an almost eliminated fatal disease. This disease kills children. Fuck you. Fuck you
1: <laughs> Isn't measles? uh No sh- chicken pox is shingles. I think
0: it's the same virus. Yeah
2: same deal um, chicken pox turns into shingles. Chicken pox, yeah. shingles, um, cold sores and herpes are all related. They're all types of herpes virus.
0: And you always carry the virus. So from what I understand, if you had childhood chicken pox, you ha- you're at risk of adult shingles. It's possible. I believe
2: that is the case. So sure. yeah, there's... But that's, measles is a separate thing.
0: Yeah, so what's the, uh, consensus on whether chicken pox parties Wait, are, what are awful parenting?
2: Yep, there are also there is now a vaccine for chicken pox as well. Oh, so, I didn't know there was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are mumps... You always hear that with measles. Measles and mumps. Measles yeah. and mumps. It's uh, like nook and cranny. Well, know. that's because MMR is measles, mumps, rubella. Rubella is German measles. And they're now given <laughs> as a triple... German measles? Yeah, that's what's known as in the UK, maybe in America, I don't know. I don't, I've never what's heard of it. What's it? Anyway, is it a different measles? It's a different measles. Um, but measles, MMR is, is the triple vaccine that was the one that Andrew Wakefield fraudulently and completely deceptively and incorrectly try to link to autism which is what kicked off the most recent swathe of bullshit so and and conveniently was also in the process of setting up a clinic to try and push single separate vaccines uh and for which he profits to the tune of millions you're and a smart guy Matt. You i just knew all that you knew the guy's name you knew all that did remember, you read
1: that Wakefield
0: got pretty famous for
1: being i remember guy. Yeah, did you read that this yeah. morning or is that just in your head all the time? No, that's in my head all the time. I don't have that amount of info on anything in my head. <laughs> you, fucking,
2: you absolutely do. Type you writers, have World War II, II, you do, yeah. No. Yeah. And no, this one, fact, and it was a huge story in the and UK. You go, um, you go unchecked.
0: I bring up all the the fucking diaper shitting <laughs> on Chinese streets, and then yeah. I just yeah. instantly throw you <laughs> on,
3: yeah. Yeah. the yeah. head shaving, the diaper. Japanese head yeah, shaving. I mean, well,
0: just can you say it with an accent next time? And I'll be like, oh, that sounds legit. Like no. just any accent. Oh yeah, have to. Uh, no no no. no, no, to no poop no, no. poop <laughs> I'm on the train. I take it back. Oh sometimes when I go into work no, on a textile factory, I have to poop on the pants. See, he doesn't lower his voice at all for this like we have neighbors in all directions but uncircumcised oh, uncircumcised <laughs> medical Science. I uncircumcised. mean,
3: what's that station Nova have they contacted you guys about maybe doing <laughs> a show in their name Andrew Wakefield
0: yeah, Andrew Wakefield, man, and it's like I get the parents are of course autism is terrifying and and the unknownness at the time. Luckily now we know it's caused by either feeding children after midnight, getting them wet, or exposing them into bright light. But yep. before we found those, that out, you know, you thought what well, maybe it could be related to vaccines or it's um <laughs> sorry,
2: what <laughs> <laughs> did <laughs> I love it, love right. it. Jenny McCarthy, what did she come out and say? That those kids don't need to get vaccinated? And then Rob Schneider did something recently. She
0: has an autistic Yeah, Rob Schneider Schneider And then Donald
2: Trump recently came out in favor of, uh, you know, that master of science came out in favor of single vaccines. And and again, firstly, there was a study in Japan where it shows single vaccines were brought in and there was no change in the rate of autism. Um, And then, and also single vaccines firstly leave kids unvaccinated for longer secondly yeah. that's more interventions more upset to the kids yeah. and sec- and and also adds the risk that they're going to miss one or more of the uh, vaccine uh, so it's just fucking bullshit in the sense that like and it adds the it adds the also adds extra fear to a completely absolutely. fallacious rumor.
1: Yeah. absolutely but it's very difficult to say that numbers of something like everyone's flipping out like autism's on the rise and it's like diagnosis is on the rise um, uh, I think it's
0: on the. I think got.
1: You, you don't think that there were the same percentage. Many of autistic? And autistic kid in the Middle Ages. Yeah, but it would just be like, oh, that's that's you know, Pepin the Spaz or whatever, yeah. whatever the. Whatever the <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, whatever. Doing so well. <laughs> you <did> so well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I okay. It's <laughs> like how like people have always died of cancer, <laughs> but that's like a new I think, thing.
3: I think Pepin is more <laughs> medieval age, like <laughs> mid ages, medieval. Wait, hold on, mid ages. Pepin's
2: not the bit of that that I had a problem with. <laughs> 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 you, no, you. Don't. What's the problem?
3: You I don't. think you confuse middle ages with medieval eight times. Like, I think Pepin is a medieval. Wait a minute. That's the what's, middle ages. Is that the middle the ages? Difference? Yeah, it's medieval medieval, so it's the middle ages. Of? And then, yeah, but oh, it is the dark ages. Mid- dark the ages? dark ages,
1: middle ages, and then what's prehistoric? What's prehistoric? That's what I'm thinking. Prehistoric is pre like 5,000 BC. Pre.
3: Pre-Phoenician alphabet. Maybe I just like the name because Pe- I'm Pepin. thinking it's. We're back to Charles Dickens. Did we do Charles Dickinson? Early? We talked yes. about. We talked yeah. Dickens. Dickens in yeah. this episode. Did we didn't we do talk? Dickinson yet. We'll get no, on. We'll to get to him. It's a hell
2: of an offensive. I, there's definitely some truth. <laughs> you worked with Guy Tori, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some truth in rates of autism going up because just detection. Like Jesse's absolutely right. Detection rates. People, but, but particularly it's, it's people not who are, just that though, right? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Th- well, think about all enough the, personal. Experience I'm not sure the science <laughs> is out on it, but definitely people who are on the spectrum. Asperger's is only is very recently diagnosed. Like people who, right?
1: And a lot of people claim it. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking fine. Don't pull that card at this party. You know
0: what I mean? <clears> Wait, but, you think there's enough self-aware Asperger's people that they're like saying, uh, "Excuse no, me, I'm saying I'm there Asperger's are a lot of people
1: that are today. like that are like." Um, oh sorry I just showed you my dick I have Asperger's and it's like
3: no you don't <laughs> they do need a n- new name for that disease. they need a new so, name I mean, like, like, yeah. what I'm saying is
1: I, guess, what, I like Pep the Spaz, as Pep the spaz obviously yeah. I'm, I'm you know uh, kidding about the, the uh, Asperger's things like that but I'm saying it is it's like I, I, I know that there are all these societal things that are contributing to shit like uh, attention deficit disorder but I, I know that with all the media and screen blah blah fucking blah um, but none of that's new. Like, none of that's a new thing. It's the same as, like, you would think people didn't get cancer until
2: until 1920, well, but it's people, like, no. Every, they're just, every new technology, people make exactly the same claims. Like, people used to say, oh, the television is going to cause this lack of attention span, lack of, I never like the internet, and now well, social and, media. and that may
1: be true, but I'm saying it's not as if that's a new thing in our brain to feel that like the, but you used to just and I'm not even trying to do it back in my day you used to give a kid a lead toy and let mm. him play with a knife
2: like I'm not I'm not doing no, that but people probably were back in the day going like oh you can't give a kid a hoop and a stick that's going to affect their attention span no but what I'm saying Bag is glass.
1: since the beginning of humanity there have been kids that just maybe Space out a little bit around the fucking fire at story time. It doesn't matter, <laughs> like, right?
0: But I mean, we're just guess. We're this is just this has become speculation hour. Now How is it speculation that that autism is new? No, I'm saying we're just guessing that the rates are the same as they've always been, and that reporting is going up. Where we, you know, we probably should. No, I think it's a combo be. of both. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's getting that
0: much worse. Is just
1: uh, it's like like oh, there's more earthquakes now than ever. Dude, there's more seismology centers. Like. They, thought, can, uh, they can
2: detect a point .9 now. By the way, it's thought you know? possibly Newton and maybe also Einstein had were somewhere on the spectrum. Of
0: course. I just started watching the You've BBC Sherlock uh-huh. show. Have you seen Benedict Cumberbatch? And that's, how they, that's one of the characteristics they give him as being on the spectrum a little bit. Uh-huh. Which is like, that's the new thing. That's the hip thing to make everybody. Like, we saw the Imitation Game together. Did we talk about that yet? Uh, No, we haven't. And I, I thought it was well acted and everything. And it's great that Alan Turing's story is told. Um... Oh, by the way, listeners should go back and listen to our very first episode. We talk about uh, Turing tests, and then in our third or fourth episode, I'll link to both of them, um, we talked about Alan Turing being pardoned posthumously for for his gayness. And now
2: Stephen Fry is leading a campaign, I think, to get everyone else pardoned, which fucking should have happened when they pardoned Turing. As much as I'm a big fan of Turing and his work as someone who was a math student, like... Do you really have to invent an entirely new branch of science and do more than any human being, arguably, to win a war to be pardoned for a bigoted and hateful law? Yeah. Like it, yeah. Maybe everyone else should, and maybe also the many thousands of people who never got prosecuted but had to live under the spectrum of it should well, have an yeah. apology. Right. Yeah, uh, but let me tell you something, spectrum? Matt.
1: <laughs> yeah, he might have saved us from world domination by the Nazis, but you know what would have been illegal in that regime? Love and dick. You know what I'm saying? So, whatever, Alan...
0: Wait, I'm not. You know,
1: I was trying to make a joke, and I didn't piece it together properly. It was
0: already the way that I know.
1: I didn't piece it. I was being uh, sarcastic and ironic, and I didn't. It came out all wrong. Um, But no, in that movie, yes, of course. Pardon everyone. Jesus. uh, I
0: went back. I went to Wikipedia afterwards just because I wanted to. Like, I I gave it the benefit of the doubt on most things, but I was like, I wonder which things they had to condense for the story to work. And the list of inaccuracies in that movie is so long that it almost was like that Mister Show sketch about the great uh, runner with the uh, two mentally retarded parents then, like, as he's accepting the award, he's like, well, not every part of this was true. My mother was of normal intelligence. Uh, my, my father was also of normal intelligence. Uh, the running thing, I didn't actually go to the Olympics. I did a fun run one time. Like, this just <laughs> was like that because everything was fake, whether it's, like... They made him borderline autistic in the movie, where actually he had plenty of friends and was well liked. Well, but he. Like, <laughs> this is like American unlike Sniper. Those two now. the mutually exclusive. Unlike any autistic. In the movie, everyone can't work with him, and he's just like crazy. Yeah, this that's true. Crazy, that... uh, and everyone's like, what's he doing? And in, in reality, everyone respected his intellect and wanted him collaborating on
2: things. Yeah, and, he was no Alan the Spares. <laughs> uh,
0: but, um, yeah. But,
2: yeah. <laughs> also, they, they sort of. <laughs> In in the film, I, th- I think they made a big play out of the sudden discovery that one German soldier was using the same call sign. But I think that was known for quite a while and that was used for quite a while. Yeah. Whereas but- I, think, I think one of the big discoveries, and I could be wrong about this, but I think one of the big revelations that actually w- was mentioned in the film but kind of glossed over is the fact that the Enigma machine never encodes a letter as itself. So it's they, it, they, they did talk about that in the movie. They did talk about it briefly it in the movie, but it was pretty important. The machine swaps one letter for another and it does it on a rotating basis so it's really hard to crack, but it would never encode an F as an F. A weird side note, and that was really important to how the machi- how the breaker worked. Because it would
0: look for a contradiction. It would try these yeah. different things if it found it suddenly mapped a letter to itself, it's like, "Oh, then this possibility is out as one of the possibilities of the I code think for even that." And it day. was why
2: so that when it hit one of those, it stopped. I can't remember, I'd have to look it up again. Um it it would stop.
1: Uh, I can I can tell you that, and it's because of the exact the exact uh, mechanism, the fulcrum mechanism that causes that. Um, it's the same as a tab stop in a typewriter. Um, I've looked into the Enigma machine a lot. There are only three working Enigma machines in the world, and they're all private collectors. One of them is owned by Sir Mick Jagger, and he's the he's the one that always loans it to movies whenever they need one in a movie. <laughs> really? So that was Mick Jagger's Enigma uh, in the movie. Who owns the other two? They're, that's like private. They don't know. The Damn danger, with, the
0: danger with that one. particular v- version of the machine is if you start it up, well, if you start it up, I know, it never it, stops. It'll never it stop. It never stops. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, know,
2: um, you know how there, there probably was a various autism spectrum conditions all through history? You know what else there was all through history? What are you talking about? Well, there's okay. evidence of PTSD, mm-hmm. post-traumatic uh, stress disorder. Oh, nice. oh no. Trauma nice. didn't
1: start until what, the 30s? no no. I think people... Vietnam. Vietnam was the first trauma?
3: No, no. Even before that. So battle has
1: always even been before, scary.
2: Even before shell shock, in the fir- as what they used to call it in the yep. First World War,
3: yep. shell shock.
2: Evidence of PTSD can be traced back to 1300 BC, much earlier than previously thought, say researchers. Hey, uh, pre-PTSD. Yeah. Huh? Nice, yeah. nice. Thank you. Uh, Thank this you. Team- we established a pre-established. <laughs> uh, this team at Anglia Ruskin University analysed translations from ancient Iraq or Mesopotamia, accounts of soldiers being visited by ghosts they faced in battle. Fitted with a modern diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder, the condition was likely to be as old as human civilization, the researchers concluded. Professor Jamie Hacker-Hughes... Dear Homoclius, what a great I don't name. know what the fuck's going on, man.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Homocleus is your
1: yeah. is my go-to uh,
2: Spartan battle. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, isn't baby. Jay, what a... What a This is a former consulting clinical psychologist for the Ministry of Defence. His name is Professor Jamie Hacker Hughes. Wow. Said the first description of PTSD was often accredited to the Greek historian Herodotus. Referring to the warrior um, Epizalus during the Battle of Marathon in 490 BC, he wrote, He suddenly lost sight of both eyes, though nothing had touched him. But Professor Hughes' report, titled Nothing New Under the Sun, argues there are references in the... Assyrian Dynasty in Mesopotamia between 1300 BC and 609 BC. In that era, men spent a year being toughened up by building roads, bridges and other projects before spending a year at war and then returning to their families for a year before st- starting the cycle again. Um, Professor Hughes told the BBC News website, "...the sorts of symptoms after battle were very clearly what we would now call post-traumatic stress symptoms. They described hearing and seeing ghosts talking to them who would be the ghosts of people they'd killed in battle, and that's exactly the experience of modern-day soldiers who have been involved in close hand-to-hand combat. A diagnosis and understanding of PTSD emerged after the Vietnam War, so you are correct in that, it was dismissed as shell shock in World War One. Professor Hughes in said... In World War Two. I think you're right. Professor Hughes said, as long as there's been civilization and as long as there's been warfare, there's been post-traumatic symptoms. It's not a 21st century thing. In this little side box. It says potential triggers for PTSD include military conflicts, natural disasters, serious road accidents, sexual assaults, muggings. Basically, anything shitty that happens to you, right. you yeah, can have PTSD right. after.
0: Did you study this right, much in you, your psychology studies, Patrick? Well, you were just know know
3: we we, It was the time. It was the prosperity scare of peace and prosperity scare of the nineties. So uh, we didn't study this so much.
0: <laughs> what did you study when you were in Japan?
3: Uh, Peace and prosperity. Scare. Yeah, it's a great, it's yeah. uh, a great proof. That's, so that's fucking, a great proof line. I so love it. It's funny. one of my favorites. Yeah, there's no money in it, you know. Uh, I majored in, in 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 psych, and then in Japan, I studied just Japanese, and then a little international uh, relations. You know, oh, so you didn't like la- get a
0: Japanese perspective on psychology or something? You no, know, no. WB once once I was unique. in Japan
3: for those two years, it was all like international. Um, Relations, a little bit of economics, very little. Okay. And then, so I graduated with two degrees, one in international relations and one in psych. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I never thought about joining the military, but that's crazy because that's how that guy died in American Sniper. He was dealing, like, it all came full circle. He He, was dealing with another... I haven't seen
0: it, it, but I know, yeah, he was bringing a guy who was suffering PTSD out to a firing range, and that guy shot him and someone else and himself, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, something interesting that happens sometimes with PTSD... Sometimes stuff that happens, you know, a lot of things uh, in your memory, like PTSD, as I understand it, is when uh, your brain hasn't properly put put things in their place. You remember the the um, sleep episode we did mm-hmm. with Doctor Matt Walker? Yes, right. Um, it's where is it a doctor.
0: Uh, it's not someone you know. Is oh. there a comedian named Matt Walker? I don't know. Probably there's no. got to be. Right. <laughs> He's friends with Guy Tori. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now I feel like I'm suddenly being a dick. I didn't mean to do, now that I've gone to that well a third time, I feel like I'm ragging on our guest that I didn't mean to. No,
1: no. It, uh, uh, so the, uh, yeah, you're like, if you suffer a traumatic event, the reason it's trauma is because your brain, part of it doesn't know that that's technically over. So PTSD, it's like you really think you're there or you think you're feeling those symptoms or you're feeling that panic attack.
0: Yeah. That, that certainly um, must be the only time that your brain could manufacture things that aren't there though, right, Jesse?
1: Well, you would think that, Andy, but um, it turns out um,
0: you'd be a silly cunt for thinking that because it turns out that, uh,
1: that uh, people can be convinced that they committed a crime that never happened. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, bro. Um, evidence from some wrongful conviction cases suggests that suspects can be questioned in ways that lead them to falsely believe in and confess to committing crimes they didn't actually commit. New research provides lab-based evidence for this phenomenon, showing that innocent adult participants can be convinced over the course of a few hours that they had perpetrated crimes as serious as assault with a weapon in their teenage years.
0: Yeah, this is pretty crazy. This is published in Psychological Science, and it indicates that participants came to internalize the stories they were told, providing rich details and descriptions of events that never actually took place. And this is a story sent in by listener Brooks Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thank you, Brooks. So I believe also donated. We'll get to that in a second. We Yes, we will. Um... But yeah, their findings show that false memories of committing crime with police contact can be surprisingly easy to generate and can have all the same kinds of complex details as real memories, says psychological scientist and lead researcher Julia Shaw of the University of Bedfordshire in the UK. Um, Yeah, all they need is like... Three hours in a friendly interview environment, where the interviewer introduces a few wrong details and uses poor memory retrieval techniques. It's like manchurian candidate stuff. Basically, uh-huh. yeah. But it's interesting because the way they did it was they would talk to the caregivers of these people that they were going to study and ask them to fill out a questionnaire about specific events uh, the students might have experienced from age eleven to fourteen, providing as much detail as possible. So they had some real things they could point to in right. these kids' memories. And they would uh, they took sixty students who had not been involved in any of the crimes designated as false memory targets in the study. And they uh, were brought to the lab for three 40-minute interviews that t- took place about a week apart. And the first interview, the researcher told the student about two events he or she had experienced as a teen, only one of which actually happened. And for some, the false event related to a crime that resulted in contact with the police, assault, or theft. Uh, for others, well, the two false... Two truths
1: and a lie going.
0: Right, yeah. It's like one lie, one truth. For others... After this,
1: they did marry, fuck, kill.
0: Right. <laughs> for others, the false event was emotional in nature, such as personal injury, attacked by a dog, or loss of a huge sum of money. And importantly, the false event stories included some true details about that time in the student's life taken from that caregiver questionnaire. So the participants were asked to explain what happened in each of those two events that they were presented as real things. Um, So obviously, initially, they'd have difficulty explaining the false events. And the the interviewer would encourage them to try anyway, explaining that if they use specific memory techniques, they might be able to recall more details. And in the second and third interviews, the researchers again asked the students to recall as much as they could about both the true and false event The students also described certain features of each memory, such as how vivid it was and how confident they were about it, and the results were truly surprising. Of the 30 participants who were told they had committed a crime as a teenager, 21 were classified as having developed a false memory of the crime. Of the 20 who were told about an assault of some kind, 11 reported elaborate false memory details of their exact dealings with the police. Wow! A similar proportion of students, 76%, reported false memories of the emotional event they were told about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is terrifying yeah. because this happens
0: a lot by accident. And this is like, uh, it's m- like most of what our criminal justice system is based on is people's memories. Yeah, and, and
2: particularly <laughs> like, well, with kids, but it turns out clearly from this, with older people too, careless and sloppy, either intentionally or unintentionally bad interviewing yeah. can completely fuck up witness statements and witness reports. Oh,
1: it does, as well as being exposed to stuff on the media. I mean, that that's why, like, you know... That, that's why the cops really try really hard to hold back details of stuff from the media to hold back like who they're looking for unless they really have to release it and stuff like that It's because it always fucks up the witnesses
0: the witnesses are like the jury pool
1: the witnesses the witnesses yeah. if you if if you were part of a crime and you see a suspect on the news and then later that suspect is in a lineup when you're brought in it, oh, it, you're compromised a you're right, a compromised yeah. witness and yeah, this happens so much unintentionally. And the same thing happens with being a victim, unfortunately. they Like, you can easily be convinced that you were a victim of something that you weren't.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, there was... Um, I think we talked about this on an early episode of the show. Uh, there was a horrible incident in London after the 7-7 bombings where this completely innocent Brazilian um, like 20-something who was in London completely legally and was doing nothing got mistaken for one of the conspirators and was shot to death by armed police on the train. But, there were, um, but the witness statements of the people who were actually there at the time gave various statements, and completely innocently and completely believably, um, that were then... Co- they, they testified like he did some various weird behaviours, like he was wearing a heavy winter coat despite it being a hot summer's day, which could have concealed some kind of bomb, that uh, he jumped over the ticket barrier, um, and various things like that. And then the CCTV came out... Uh, the, ca- the camera footage from the station and he was wearing just like a light winter a light summer jacket he went through the barriers the normal way quickly but no quicker than anyone else in london goes through public transport
0: yeah and, everyone just created this and like
2: yeah there's someone else testified that he ran onto the train he didn't do any of that yeah uh,
1: but once you start hearing that on the news right let's say they interview someone on the news and the, that's what uh that book i just read about columbine uh the most i'm weird and the most the, but the most common thing was that it was like the media fuck-ups of it were huge cuz they would interview kids that were running out of the school and they're completely inaccurate they didn't even see anything but they're also teenagers and want right. you know want attention or what so yeah and also your your brain is your brain's totally fucked they're all traumatized so they're they'll say something and then when they're interviewing kids later, those kids have already seen the news, so they'll say, have you, they'll word it, like, have you heard anything about this so-called you know, trench coat mafia, whatever? And now
2: they're reinforcing the bullshit that they Now they're repeating planned.
1: from the news, and then the memories become real, mm-hmm. like all that stuff where the, you know, like, um, uh, you know, even to the point where, like, the that whole Total of, recall, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's to the point of that girl where they, uh, you know, the big story that came out of Columbine was they asked that girl if she believes in God, she said yes, and they kill her. And her mom gets a book deal and all that, right? Wait, uh,
0: what's this? I'm sorry.
1: You remember Columbine? There was the one victim who, when they were killing people in the library, they said, do you believe in God? And she said, uh, she said yes. And then they shot her point blank. None of that fucking happened. And like, and it's, uh, her name is Cassie Bernal. Um, and I do know stuff. But I, <laughs> but so much of it's just based on weird false witness testimony, false memory where nobody's stories lined up like Everyone was too fucked up from it. Mm-hmm. And then they, they were compromised too early. I mean, you can't control 2,000 witnesses to, like, not see the news or read a newspaper. And, it Im- and talk to each other. And yeah, yeah, and it immediately affects all your stuff. Andy, why are you laughing I at yourself?
0: Just, I keep, this whole time, I've been thinking about this one Simpsons moment with Ralph Wiggum. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Where he says, Mrs. Krabappel and Principal Skinner were in the closet making babies, and I saw one of the babies, and the baby looked at me. LAUGHTER <laughs> Just my favorite. <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah, thanks. No, no, no. We have some people to thank.
0: We do. We do. Yes. Uh, people who have sent in stories, we really appreciate it. You can do that as always uh, either Twitter, Twitter at probably science, or via email, ProbablyScience at gmail.com. Um, you or can also Facebook. Or Facebook, of course. I'm sure, uh, you can. You could also probably get our address because we've given that out to people. Have we? Actually, uh, yeah. A Paul, listener, Paula Schaefer, sent us a nice care package with uh, some fudge and some Burt's bees. Thank you, Paula. Have we? Did I? Are what, we using euphemisms? Did I what not it, give you guys any of it? No. Oh, no. I'm Simon Hoarding the Burt's Bees. Is this yeah. explaining
2: why you're, you're, you've got oh, fudge got all it. over your face? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really glossy with lip gloss. Like,
0: wait, so we have Burt's Bees stuff? I'm just like have my head caught in the honey jar like a fudge. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know you gave our address. I live here too, man. Why <laughs> are you giving our address just to people? throwing caution to the wind. I trusted Paula. I mean, I know, we, we met at the podcast festival. She volunteered. Um, oh, we met Paula. I met Paula. I, I vetted her. We'll See, probably give any of you your, our address. Are you, you just know, remembering that you met right, Paula? Did yeah, I? Yeah, if
2: anyone Did wants, you meet Paula? You know what I mean? Um, I will happily, yeah, just tweet me and I will happily let you know where Andy and Jesse live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Okay, okay.
0: We debated, I, uh, we were thinking about getting a P.O. box and then I saw how much it costs and I'm like, I'd rather have this small risk of murder. Then, like, 10 bucks a month, that would add up quickly. I don't, I don't want to be about Sure. Okay. Anyhow, well, listeners uh, can also donate um, by, by visiting probablyscience.com. And many and of you usually, yeah. have. Yeah, Thank you so very, much for doing cool it.
2: Caroline Mako has a recurring monthly donation, a generous recurring monthly donation. Thank you very much, Caroline. Thank you, Caroline. Uh, Robert Howley, as well, uh, has sent in some money. Uh, as And Robert also came to my show on Thursday, last Thursday in LA. But, uh, D- ran off before we could actually say hi. So, hey, Robert, thanks for coming to the show. And Robert, said- you made the right call. He's very awkward uh, one-on-one. Horrible. <laughs> Awful. Uh, Paul Freeland and Murphy Shane have also both set up a monthly donations that are still ongoing. Thank you, Paul and Murphy. Thank you, Paul. Uh, well, no, it's, it's uh, Paul and Murphy. I thought you said Paula and Murphy. Uh, no, Paul and Murphy.
1: Paul Freeland Murphy Shane we really really appreciate uh really appreciate and it. And there's
2: a couple of very generous donations How about David- come in. How about this David Smith. David Smith, thank you David. What are you doing there David? <laughs> you- oh, Jesus. Very kind of you. Yeah, go- go- Jesus David, you don't have to. And also Jake uh Paulack. How about that Jake? <laughs> uh so Jake, Jake's a Pittsburghian as well. Nice. Uh-huh. So, was hap- There was a- there was a lot of Pittsburgh references in the last in the Tone Bell episode, so he sent in some happy other- happy about my Eldorado Pittsburgh parallel yeah and also once we'll donate four dollars twelve for the 412 area code anytime we have a guest or story <laughs> from pittsburgh
0: i had a long email interaction not long two emails with him about pittsburgh accents because my roommate freshman year in college was from pittsburgh and had the strangest it wasn't quite a philly accent but he would say like cool cool and tool would be like coal or toll and i emailed him and he said that is a that is a distinctive pittsburgh thing as is yins instead of y'all or you all uh, yeah. it, do, yins want, do, yins, do yins want to listen to probably Science? Yeah. They T- got that Andy Warhol Museum. Mm-hmm.
1: Telly- he also it? Pittsburgh does? Yeah.
2: A lot of good got comments. Got H- of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't that where... Pit-
2: Didka? Is right. Didka Pittsburgh go? Um, hey, I don't know. Generous donation from Greg Bowling. Hey, Greg. Thank thanks. You. Thank and you, he, Greg. And he wants us to put it towards our uh, DNA test to figure out the Neanderthal thing. Yeah. Or whatever. He says, it or whatever. But DNA test. And then a super... Um, a couple super generous it's donations. A couple of super generous donations. Yeah. yeah, these these hit the super generous mark. John Hood. Thank you, John Hood. That's awesome. Uh, from Anchorage. Uh, thank and, you, John Hood. Oh, that's where I'll... Is it, is it Anchorage where Chilcot Charlie's is? Yeah. Or is it? I have no I think idea. It is. Yeah, it's an, yeah. I'll Chil-K- be there in April. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. You'll have fun. Um, and then uh, Kyle Sudrath. Also very, very generous. Kyle, very generous. generous. Thanks, Kyle. Um... And
0: also thanks to everybody who has been supporting us by using our Amazon link before they do their shopping, which of course costs you nothing extra and then kicks us back a surprisingly decent percentage considering uh, everyone already knows about Amazon and and doesn't need us to help them.
2: Yeah, but anytime you're shopping on Amazon, click on our link first on the website or even, as one of our listeners pointed out, make a shortcut, uh, bookmark our Amazon link so that when you type in Amazon, it pops up with our link automatically, and you don't even need to think about going through our website first. Mm -hmm. Although, I do go through our website first, because we post links to all the stories and everything. Um, Also, breaking news, literally in the time we've been saying this right now, another donation has come in. So thank you... uh, (laughs) Thank you, Norwegian listener Jorgen Svensson, who found out about our show from one of our previous donors, M. Shane, who... um, as an airbnb host jorgen stayed at that place and no. has since become a fan of the show and has now become a donor of the show <laughs> so thank you both thank you both of you and thank you for spreading the word because that's the other way you can really help us out if you if you can't donate and you're not shopping on amazon the other way you can really really help us is by spreading the word telling you telling your friends if you like the show and you know someone else who might the show tell them or tweet it out facebook it um uh do all those kind of things. Subscribe on iTunes if you're not already subscribing. And give us nice ratings and reviews if you feel like it. That would mm-hmm. help us out, too. And write in if you want to comment anything. I mean,
1: our uh, uh, sex workers written back in? I love,
0: I love getting stories from scientists. I love getting stories from sex workers. Like uh, it's, it she's really has written a great back fan in, and,
1: and she has said that to tell me that I might want to uh, ask for a premium for my chic orgy. Obviously, I offered um, that I'll probably fuck anybody for a fairly low amount of money. Yeah, we had that um, discussion, like, episode. how much would it take how for much you would it take? to
0: like, have sex with a man if you aren't gay or whatever? Right. Is
1: that oh, what it was? Yeah. And I
3: realized that it's like my number's not that high. It would have to be sex. It couldn't just be the hand jobs or the oral. Uh, let's say oral. Right. What about you, Patrick? I don't know. I think uh, you caught me at a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Fl- Flush uh, with cash. Yeah. You want to turn
0: down some offers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, I think uh, I tell you, I think ten grand would would get you far.
1: See, that's I'm the same way. I think I would bl- I would think I would blow a guy for ten grand. Absolutely, yeah,
0: change my life. I like how you, you already kind of have like the uh, the, uh, what's the what's what's on with Megan Ford, like this, this sort of winking phrasing of everything. He's like, well, see what this gets you. Like, it's just... So uh, she writes in to say that um, I would have a right to
1: ask for a premium for uh, my chic orgy. Her rate's almost triple when she does threesomes. Because she's sleeping with twice as many people, and it's implied that the responsibility is to make sure everyone's having a nice time and no one feels bad about what's happening.
0: I wonder well, if you could chart. So it doesn't double as you go from one partner to two partners. It triples. No, 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 it triples. So <laughs> I wonder if you charted it. How how that is it because there are three
2: relationships to manage. Yeah, a... I would have thought the opposite. You get like you know two for a bit of a discount, but yeah, okay, okay. Emma Emma increases her rates more, and apparently it's mostly boyfriends.
0: What do we? You know? She it's a fake name. Is no way she? Oh, uh, oh. I'm sorry. Are we outing because a prostitute somewhere named Emma? Like what? I don't ah. Good call. Yeah. Good call. So anyway, uh, yes, it At, is
2: one of the more common girls' she, names. Yes. So you gonna say?
0: prostitute names. So, uh,
1: she says. Plus the whole anal virgin thing, which you can easily fake if um if any of you aren't, is which worth makes, more.
0: Which makes me wonder how do you not? Fit? Is there a butt hymen I don't know about? Like,
1: I, I think if you just claim like anal virgin, like. Mm, I'm an anal virgin. That's how I would... Yeah,
2: "Mm -hmm." I wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want what? Like an anal virgin. Like, if... That's a lot more hassle and a lot more responsibility. See, I've thought about that,
1: and I, this is going to sound awful, but I've seriously thought about this with the uh, with the martyrdom thing, the 72 Virgin thing. It sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't jokes about your,
3: your religion. But no. I mean, yeah. I'm it's very open-minded
1: about it
0: 72 virgins would be 72 it's a nightmare. weeping experiences of like trying to, yeah. Let's yeah. Like Jack, Jack Tripper.
3: Remember Jack Tripper in Three's Company. 72 three total scams. Yeah, 72 so many.
0: Yeah. But if they're all virgins, also, it's yeah. not like it's going to be enjoyable sex. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's I want so 72 arbitrary. just
1: just yeah. know what they're doing, you know. Yeah, or three,
3: three.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if, if it was if it was like 72 single moms, it wouldn't sound as.
3: <laughs> That's a great
1: piece.
0: Oh, speaking of which, I, I was th-
1: we talked about this at lunch the other day, um, guys. Fifty Shades of Grey coming out. Mm-hmm. Would it be as popular? If the main character was not a billionaire,
0: if he's just a, a sexual deviant, he's
1: just like a guy that works at Subway. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. I mean, I think it's just total. It's no, much- I don't think it would be yeah. as
3: popular because that's part of the allure for the woman is that it's this billionaire that can get into planes and fly them and do all these James Bond type things. That's that's part of the sex it's, appeal. It's,
2: that's it's the it's appeal. entourage See, for ladies. I've never ladies, read isn't the it? book and I, I haven't seen the movie, but my understanding is it also. It also shows the most irresponsible and sure. unsafe version of any kind of dominance and submission play. Yeah. Like, oh, how like, so? Like, a, uh, like yeah, people like, are going to hurt themselves after this comes but, out. But also, it's just it's it's clearly it's it's an abusive relationship masquerading right. as yeah, like a thing. yeah, where or, as opposed right. to actually uh, as
0: how do you differentiate actual abuse from like this, this is where. We're staging this i, I mean, this is a new world. Again, I've not
2: again I've not read the book, so this is all secondhand reports, but from yeah, I've read articles by people who are like, Hey, I am I, I am in the fetish world and this is the good, safe way of doing this is the good safe way of doing this where it's actually consensual and, sure, and loving underneath. Yeah. Like underneath like we're playing these roles, but underneath it all, I'm not really manipulating them, but actually he's he's completely Manipulating her and going and doing the sort of oh well, you do this if you were good or if you well, loved but, but, you cared about me but that's what I'm saying is why is it so popular then why isn't that just obvious
1: to everyone because this still really turns a lot of people on well if I think so that's the thing what if what if like it's the exact same story okay. But he's a dude that works at Subway, and like he also like he has roommates. He's like we we have to wait till they're gone, and then like I'll set up like a ball <laughs> gag situation. Yeah, like
0: why, no, why are you it, surprised that that wouldn't be as desirable? I like, guess not a big because revelation. well like I want to know the it, real. If desire,
3: the billionaire's like, got a one inch penis, that doesn't. The guy works at Subway's got a nine inch penis. He's not getting as much pussy as the one one inch penis uh, billionaire. You know, and and sure, and it's not. There's it's, no. Sec- it's an image driven. It's not.
0: It's, it's lifestyle porn on top of real porn, I think. It's like a dream uh, okay. life you'd get to have with a guy who yeah. can fly around the world. Like Of, of course it sounds better than just Getting sex fucked. and yeah. not the uh, lifestyle accoutrement of the...
1: Okay, so I guess what I'm saying is it sounds like me to me that the bondage angle then is like made the story less popular.
0: That it would have been a hit if it was just a fantasy story about a, a modern day knight in shining armor who comes in and... Yeah, if it was just Pretty Woman. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? I like, mean- that's
2: that's... That's but perfectly it, acceptable.
0: This is probably the most deviant thing that a lot of people have read. From what I've heard, it's not actually that crazy deviant. Although you're saying it's just badly done, but,
2: it might, and also apparently horribly written. But yeah. what well, started as a Twilight, it was uh, Twilight. Uh, animation. Animation. Oh, wasn't yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at some point, <laughs> she changed the name. Like it got popular enough that she just changed the names and got rid of the it's... more supernatural elements. Well, no, she still she still accidentally left some in the edits. You know,
1: she's like, <laughs> and then he uh, used his fangs to suck her. And then yeah, uh, you know. and in the edits yeah. of the film as well. I know. And I would strange. think
3: the bigger fan of that story and movie and book are are the most sexually conservative people because sexually promiscuous people are like whatever you know that's right. that's not how it, you know they don't need to be reading that and be-
2: yeah it's like when you read the stats about porn things like porn hub access yeah. in various countries around the world oh and the searches yeah. they do yeah and it's and some firstly some of the heaviest use and secondly some of the most niche kinks come from some of the more repressed countries Absolutely. some of the much more Almost like the more socially conservative a country is, yeah. No.
0: It's like I don't need to see American sniper. I've sniped so much. You guys right. know how much I right. snipe. Right.
2: Oh, yeah, sniping, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, they're, you,
1: they're you s- sniped all the time.
2: Look yeah. at this. I mean, the view. You could
1: hit a lot of. You get a lot of people from yeah. here. That's how those those oranges have been falling down. Um... Yeah, so, we, yeah, anyway, we want to thank everyone for writing How in. How did we mm-hmm.
0: get down the 50 sheets of... I forgot where that uh, started. Emma wrote in. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah. To talk By about... Way, are we
0: being uh, too sexual on this show was, the last couple months,
1: probably? Probably. Okay. And that's probably my fault. I think everyone nice. would agree. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'll tone it back.
2: By no, the no, way, no, no. I looked it up. Emma, the number one most prevalent women's name in America. Emma is. I
0: thought it'd been Bella for the last, like, eight years since the first Twilight book came out. I thought Bella had... No, that's for female Isabella. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, it's always a Bella, Stella, Ella... For pit bulls, you said, yeah. Every fucking female pit bull you meet has, has. a has a burlesque name. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh,
0: you go to any dog park. I love I love observations that are so specific you can't argue with them because it's just like fine. I, I don't. I That's gotta, the sort of <laughs> observations I make. It's like my uh, the fat thin ghost thing. <laughs> right. Pit bulls have burlesque names. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I like All it. of them. I like it.
3: <laughs> uh, twenty-two veterans a day are committing suicide.
0: Oh God, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that.
3: Yeah, I, I had to look it up. I was like, no way is that true, you know? No Jeez. way, because the American Sniper movie came out and all this PTSD talk. I, and it, I was like, there's seen- no way, and I looked it up, and it was it was true. It was have you like, seen it? No, nah, no, nah, I don't think. I Because now I'm hearing all this stuff about how the book was is so filled with stuff right. that didn't happen.
2: And oh, Jesse it, Ventura has successfully sued both yeah, the family won, of the guy and the publishers. He's yeah. won
0: over a million dollars because uh, Chris Kyle lied and said that he overheard Jesse Ventura what, talking shit about the troops in a bar, so he punched him out. And yeah, none it, was, of it, it was at an
2: event and he said he punched him out. And in the book, apparently it's something that's referred to in the book, but in yeah. the book he has some nickname. That so barely conceals then, who it
0: is. Let's just call him former wrestler and governor.
2: Bessie Ventura. <laughs> no, he, he, has, he does have like a it's some, I don't know, it's like two-word, derogatory nickname or whatever, that doesn't identify him. But then he gave a series of interviews. I don't support the <clears throat> troops. <laughs> um, but <Kyle> Carl <clears throat> gave a series of interviews where he first hinted and then outright said it was Jesse Ventura. And that was around the time that the book sales spiked. Oh so Ventura yeah. was able to show... Because libel is much stricter laws in America than in the UK. Like in the UK, you just have to show it's defamatory and untrue. Mm-hmm. But in America, you have to show that it's with malicious intent. But the fact that his sales went from like middling to bestseller wow. at the point that that rumor escaped, he could show that a lie about him made actually <laughs> made the book successful, yeah. financially successful and he directly profited from that. Mm. So he's just making $50,000 like off of.
0: Yeah. I, I I'm not going to see the movie for a number of reasons, not because I'm. I mean, I I I don't even want to start the debate that everyone's having online, where, which I feel like what is the 90. debate. There's, it's just like a hot button issue. The movie in general, it's just super divisive. Is it? Because yeah. some people like think it glorifies the psychopath, and some and everyone else is like you you hate the troops. What's wrong with?
2: And then oh, they're also saying it like just dehumanizes mul- Muslims. Well, and, yeah, yeah, I mean, again, and I haven't some seen it. Racism,
0: but I, I I know enough about myself to know that like I didn't like watching Saving Private Ryan. Like I don't want. Like I've heard there's a scene that's like as Brutal to watch as that, uh, right, Omaha Beach scene, and so I just don't want to see it. But like, I also feel like I'm very conflicted about uh, uh, military stuff because, like, I I'm a I'm a pussy. Like, I realize that about myself, and like, I feel like I'm less of a man because I know I could never do that. But then again, like, if it's something that I don't want to do, why do I even? Does any of this make sense? Yeah, it makes, makes total sense. sense. I don't and-
3: think you're a pussy because you. And also, I don't object to some of the things that are going on, though. You no, know, it's not
0: just that I object, but that I know that I couldn't. I don't think even if we were in. Some if you had
3: to, I think you could. If if it, if it were true, if it were true defense of a, a tribe or a, a country, but what's going? I mean, what's going on is not a true. I think so. I think if it's survival based but these wars are not survival based from America's standpoint. That's true. We're getting yeah. to a whole other uh, issue,
1: but yeah. Also, in the the movie, portrayals are never as brutal as actual combat really is, and I think that. Like the Saving Private- Do
0: you want it to be, though? Because like, Saving Private Ryan was enough to give me PTSD, almost. We've, we've like talked that.
1: about the intro to Saving Private Ryan before and how they had to do the intro that way because if they did it realistically, the Normandy scene... Uh, they used bunker dogs. There'd be dogs blowing up everywhere and dead dogs all over the fucking beach, and that would have gotten it rated X.
3: So they had to pull the dogs.
0: <laughs> people would have re- related too much or, or cared more that's about. That's too far. That's animals. too far for people.
3: Bunker dogs were uh, there to detonate any land mi- land 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 or what, what All sorts of reasons. All They're just suicide reasons. dogs. Just take, A lot take, of them are strapped
1: with vests. Yeah. Wait, they, from which?
0: From both sides?
1: Uh, no, from the American side. Um, and they're and they we do stuff like that. Oh, what? God. Yeah. I thought it was only the bad guys. A quarter million. Quarter million dogs died quarter in World million War II. Dogs. American dogs. Yeah.
3: The you know, and, and I've heard from uh, well whatever in the PTSD and and, and troops the hardest thing, one of the, hard, I mean, other than watching buddies die and stuff like that, is uh, the lack of sleep as a soldier. The yeah. lack of sleep you get just drives you mentally insane. Sure. Like, well,
1: that's why you, your memories—you don't hit REM, your memories don't get in. Matt Walker, we talked about this—the direct correlation of, of uh, sleep depth as a yeah. soldier and
3: PTSD.
0: But was he saying it's definitely causal in that way, or the lack of sleep makes of the, or it's like you're staying up because of the PTSD? Well, yeah. both. It's I mean, it's cycle. a cycle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, both guys, you want to get onto some lighter fare? Yeah, huh. maybe some non-sex and yeah. non-military. Let's do one, Let's I think do... it's time for
2: one last story, right? Yeah. 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 What do we What do we got there, Jesse? Um.
1: Well, we have all kinds of stuff. I don't know if we discussed it. I mean, what do we want? Uh, well, what th- road do we
2: want to go down? I think we've done a lot of life science.
0: Well, you know what? There's kind of a cool thing that circles back to uh, a 2003 space mission that uh, I'd be up for uh, a space sure, story. That, we've not a we we lot of space. Okay. Stories. We've a lot
2: of human and. Uh, Biology story, right. so far. next so, week we got to do the
1: Schrodinger thing.
0: Oh yes, yes, we could do that. Um, so listener, um, Adam, did he send a last name? Maybe it's just Adam. Uh, he sent in an article about the fact that we've spotted the um, the lost Beagle rover eleven years after it was uh lost on the surface of Mars. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Kilmer, an article is that, that is still been? trying hey. to. <laughs> Uh, okay. this article is still loading for some reason my internet is garbage right now okay what are we looking at we're looking at uh, well, it. the Beagle rover was spotted again. Um, NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter has located Beagle 2 a lander that was part of the European Space Agency's Mars Express mission but failed to phone home after it was released for landing back on Christmas Day in 2003 um, e- ESA uh, ESA's Mars da, 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 ESA announced that the discovery on Friday um, this might have been a while ago now uh, following painstaking analysis of photos from the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter by researchers at the agency's Space Operations Center in Darmstadt, Germany, as well as by teams at NASA's JPL in Pasadena, um, so it comes as something as a relief. Of a, a relief for ESA, the loss prompted an investigation that identified several possible scenarios for what went wrong. Virtually all the scenarios involved some type of malfunction with the lander's entry, descent, and landing system.
1: I thought it was uh, it landed in antifreeze. In antifreeze, 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 the surface of the, the beagle, on the surface of the lamp.
0: Yeah. Wait, I'm, not, I'm not, Hold on a second. Should I stop that. and try to parse this or not? Oh, let's move. Okay, I what? don't. I don't get the reference.
1: It's no reference. Beagle is a type of dog. Antifreeze kills them.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, the the images suggest that for the most part, cut the and parachute, dry. Yeah, <laughs> it's, cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a little bit of math. We're flying on that through one. topics a here. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> The images suggest that for the most part, the parachute and airbag system worked as planned, depositing the lander at its intended landing site within an impact basin known as Isidus Planitia near the Martian equator. Uh, The ensuing silence stemmed from a hardware problem on the lander. And it's pretty impressive that they even spotted this, because if you look at the image that they sent, that they're releasing to the media that shows where the beagle is, it's just this dot. I'm not sure how they can tell that's what it is. Well, I don't don't see how this happened since all of its solar panels deployed. Uh, Well, um, uh, (laughs) I wasn't queued up to that part. Um, Images from the U.S. orbiter's high-rise camera show the Beagle landed where it was supposed to land and that no more than three of its solar panels deployed. What? Yeah, the panel of panels that failed to deploy blocked Beagle 2's communications antenna, rendering the craft mute. At least they were certain what happened. Given the uncertainty of what happened, ESA officials are elated to finally reach some sort of closure on the lander. So maybe they had some uh, Lander PTSD that they can finally put to rest. Yeah, but they if I they, mean they, knowing- they probably weren't we out about it. Well, here. not knowing what happened to Beagle 2 remained a nagging worry, said Rudolf Schmidt, ESA's Mars Express project manager at the time in a statement. Understanding now the Beagle 2 made it all the way down to the surface is excellent news. They probably
1: only gave a shit in Germany.
0: No, the news was also welcome in Britain where the lander oh. was built. Oh! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this finding makes the case that Beagle 2 was more of a success than we previously knew and undoubtedly an important step in Europe's continuing exploration of Mars, said David Parker who heads oh. the UK Space Agency. Hey, Patrick,
2: oh. what's the most important thing you've ever lost on Mars? <laughs> um... I, I haven't
3: lost anything on Mars. Uh, I had Buzz Aldrin in my car once. I got to take him what? on two different occasions. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, my first job in Hollywood was working for a PR company, an old, old school guy, Warren Cowan. And he handled a lot of clients, random celebrities, obviously not just entertainment, but this Buzz Aldrin character. Because mm-hmm. he and Neil Armstrong kind of went separate ways. I think Buzz always wanted, and maybe it's because he was the number two man. Sure. He wanted the publicity. Neil always stayed behind. Okay. And, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm done. I'll go become a senator or something. But- uh and there were two times that we didn't have anybody else from the office to take Buzz Aldrin to his interviews because mm-hmm. we we're, were dealing with other top clients. And he's like, You're going to have to take him, uh, Buzz. And so I went to Buzz's house once. He lived, He, I think he's still over in Bay Hills, penthouse suite of one of these great buildings.
2: He deserves it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I walked in and I, like I was say. like he still wants to stay high. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He likes to be far so away. He's going from to the these earth. interviews
1: because he's been on sound stages before. Oh, I'm
3: sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, but he had pieces of, like, I don't know, weird coral. And I was like, is this, like, and he's like, I don't know, is it? And I was like, oh, my God, am I touching a rock from the moon? Because I, I, I don't know what the hell it was. And he's like, I don't know, it might be. And I was like, okay, that's a
1: weird <laughs> So it's thing. clearly
3: it's clearly not. Uh,
1: it's th- does coral. he think
0: he's like a, a moon priest who can make any
2: water into holy water? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was just a <laughs> funny because he's got a You're freak. just an idiot. Like, is
1: this toast? <laughs> like, well, is, is to- this, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, shake
2: my hands. You're a moon man now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, but I don't know. It could have been. I may or may not have touched a piece of the moon. I don't know. And then I drove him to these interviews, and uh, he's great. I mean, he's. I, did you talk too much I, in the car? I, well, I'm bummed that I didn't know what questions to ask. Now right, I would be know, like. Did he sit blah, next blah. to you or in the back? No, he sat, and there was a pickup truck, and he sat right next to me. And okay. he was going through a file. I had a file that was sent to our office that he had to go through, and he was looking through it, and he's like, "Look at this typical NASA response," and I'm like, "Yeah, NASA, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, those guys,
2: vintage so, NASA." Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah of course. Uh, like really most people, a lot of people find it hard to read in the car. But I'd imagine he's pretty good. Probably like, he's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's a really good yeah. no car sickness, yeah. no problem. Yeah, Just he can do
3: checklists me. while moving. He'd say, and it was a sh- piece of shit 1997 Toyota pickup. And I was like, I'm sorry, because even my Is this your car? Yeah, or? it was my piece of shit. And even my boss was like, ah, oh, we might have to rent you a car just to <laughs> just drive not, into yeah, the yeah. interview.
1: Did you cover it in tinfoil and put like yeah. little <laughs> rocket, like, <laughs> put like fins on it? Come on, oh, Buzz. Then yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> now <laughs> strap in because yeah. we're going to be yeah. going in three,
0: <laughs> two. Yeah.
1: You're wearing a oh, shitty, God. like uh, a spray-painted skateboard helmet. Oh, Somehow God. you ended
0: up making a water landing in yeah. his interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's- Come on, Buzz.
3: I told him I'm like I'm sorry for the the cu-. and he's like oh that's nothing you should have seen the early stuff and I knew a joke was coming he's like you should have seen where we were trying to get into space in the wow. like,
0: oh, yes. see that yeah. would
1: have made like, me a
3: little angry yeah I
1: you know it's
0: it. like dude yeah. you got to be Tony funny
1: town, too? Yeah. no just oh. about as everything's got to be you think he has a bunch of those at the ready at
2: all yeah. times just it's yeah. all fucking uh, space care. jokes yeah.
0: Have you done any... Like, At least Michael Collins isn't sitting in the bed yeah. trying to get our... <laughs> he just t- keeps <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, yeah. Leave
2: Michael in the apartment <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just
0: uh,
1: waiting for
2: us to get back. That well, back. Irish
0: prick. Yeah, what?
1: <laughs> well, no. It's one of those things where it's like you're a bit fucked if you walk on the moon because it's the biggest thing you'll ever do. Right. Okay. But also, like, he's pretty young. You have to live a life. He was young thing. as hell, I yeah. W- I would assume that, like, you would have just as many thoughts about your baby's birth and stuff yeah. like that. It's like... Like, George Harrison was 26 when the Beatles broke up. Jesus. And to me, that's kind of awful.
3: Yeah. I to know
0: that it's downhill from here?
1: Well, I just think... Younger, younger than any six?
3: Of us. He was 26 when they broke up. He'd already done all of the Beatles. So he was a teenager when they came to the... Or he's 20 when they came to the States then.
1: Yeah, he was... They got kicked out of Hamburg because he was still 17. So that's why they had to go back to Liverpool. Oh, that's why they do And that's when they
3: kind of blew up. So he was the youngest of them. Yes. But... But that's what Buzz Aldrin said. That's the one thing I took away was he said when they got back to Earth, which is crazy to even say, uh, he's like, we felt like we missed the party. Like we felt like the whole world shared something and we missed out on it. Like we missed it.
0: Isn't that crazy? Because the moment of watching it was more somehow powerful than the Yeah, he feels like watching one.
3: it might have been cooler. In a weird way,
0: yeah. because you're having people over there for a party. Have when cheers yeah, and you can just drink.
1: Silence. But, but they, they
3: were there. like, you know, they're freaking out. Yeah, they you're too could, busy getting point. directed around by yeah. Kubrick I mean, and then go- the
2: lighting. <laughs> <guys> <laughs> there. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right,
3: right, exactly. But yeah, someone left a fan on. And yeah,
2: every second's accounted for. You've got a
3: yeah, it's all work and it was like no play. And even Kramer, weirdly, a weird correlation. Kramer said that in his inf- interview with Seinfeld and comedians in cars. He's like, we couldn't enjoy it as much, you know, because it was work. It was we had to be funny and we were always. And Jerry says, well. It, it was work so other people could enjoy it it was kind of cool and you know Seinfeld and the moon landing have a lot of similarities so, of
2: course so, yeah. so Michael
0: um, Richards clarified uh, yeah. it was work for white people to right, enjoy right, okay. right, yeah.
2: right, right. Um, he was born in 1930 and the moon landing was 69 so he would have been 39, 39 so young. So I've 39. still got another I've got like another five years left to get it to the moon yeah, yeah it'll pull. happen you got a good yeah. shot yeah. it'll happen it's totally possible to beat buzz yeah
0: we did talk about this a lot, but I think it's fascinating that they had that prepped speech in case it went wrong too. Like that's. I love it. it. Yeah. yeah, you can look it up online. Oh yeah, it's like, so What on, like, the president was notes. going to say if if they'd all died.
3: Like, that would have been yeah Nixon yeah.
0: Per, a parallel universe where. No know.
3: problem. I'm going to China. It's yeah. <laughs> gonna be fine. Yeah, that's what is what did the letter say? Do you remember? I <laughs> mean,
0: it was well worded. It was it was short and to the point, and uh, just like saying that they've finance. there is given no their, God given their <laughs> yeah, lives yeah. for a worthy cause. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am not a crook. What are you talking? What? You're so sweaty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not accusing you. We have tried to reach our
2: celestial body uh. and discovered that the
1: aliens have taken our men.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, here we go. I got it. Uh, in event of moon disaster.
0: Was it behind a piece of glass with a little hammer next to <laughs> it? <the void> <laughs> right. um,
2: That's so funny. Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore... In peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. Jesus these brave men Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin uh, Know there is no hope for their recovery. So this is when they're still alive, Oof. but stuck on the moon Yeah, right. They also know there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice Wow <laughs> nothing on Michael Collins. Yeah, huh? uh, Michael t- Collins He, he will, sm- in the he will spend the rest of his life feeling like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll have survivor's guilt In oh their, in their exploration they stirred the people of the world to feel as one in their sacrifice They bind more tightly the brotherhood of man In ancient days, men looked at stars and saw their heroes in the constellations. In modern times, we do much the same, but our heroes are epic men of flesh and blood. Others will follow and surely find their way home. Man's search will not be denied, but these men were the first and they will remain the foremost in our hearts. For every human being who looks up at the moon in the nights to come will know there is some corner of another world that is forever mankind. Mm. And it says, prior to the president's statement, the president's... should telephone each of the widows to be <laughs> after the president's statement at the point when NASA ends communication with the men. A clergyman should adopt the same procedure as a burial at sea, commending their souls to the deepest of the deep, concluding with the Lord's Prayer.
3: Good God. I feel like if, well, i can, I'm blazer. Blazer. Play, We'll post a link to that. What? What
1: if? Okay. <laughs> Star Wars comes out. Mm-hmm. It's 1977. It's complete. It's completely the same, right? Only that part is done a cappella
4: <laughs> <laughs> by that's George Lucas himself, <laughs> and he's on camera.
1: Uh, 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 like that's the soundtrack in
0: the
4: back.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> <Someone laughs> should totally recut that. Would it be as successful? Making the of course. Would it be as successful if
1: Luke worked at Subway? <laughs>
2: <A few reasons. laughs> by the way that was written by the speechwriter William Sapphire and oh, yeah. sent to Nixon's chief of staff H.R. Haldeman
3: H.R. Haldeman played by who was he played uh, by in the Nixon oh, movie oh, oh, um, J.T. Walsh or no that sounds right James uh, M. Emmett Walsh Who's James? Uh, what's James's last name? He's got gray hair and a young wife. Uh,
0: uh, uh, James Kahn? James,
3: no. no, James. Uh, almost James. James the John Peach? Almost. No, he's buddies with De Niro. They were in Brooks. Uh, he was in Casino. Is it James Brooks? James L. Brooks? No, the creator James, of Woods. James. James Woods. James Woods. Jim Woods. Jim. Jim. Jimmy Woods. Jimmy, God, Jimmy, Woods. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jim Dope. Jimmy Woods. He and Walsh were the buddies of uh, Nixon in that movie by Oliver.
0: I never saw that one. It's I saw. Not I saw the joke one.
3: Oh, yeah, Dixon, or what was Dick, it called? Dick, I think it was just called. Oh, Dick, yeah. see, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: uh, Elvis Meets Nixon? It's
3: no, funny. I heard good things. Pretty funny. Yeah.
2: Patrick, where can our listeners find out more about you?
3: Uh, thank you. For at, uh, at Citizen Keen would be a good, uh, good Twitter handle. Spelled K-E-A-N-E, like the band from England, I believe. Are they from England? Keen? Same spelling, anyway, oh, yeah. if you've heard of them. So. At Citizen Keen, and then uh, CitizenKeen.com for a website.
2: Nice. Have yeah. you got shows coming up that our listeners can check you out? Yeah,
3: I don't know when this will go up, but uh, up today, tonight I think. Oh well. Okay, cool. I'm doing set lists. That'll be fun on Thursday. Hey, that's a nice. fun show. It is. Uh, I've a seen some Great clips. I don't know if it's a meltdown. Is it? It's at uh, Far Sar- Sar- Sarfi or Far Sarf- in oh, okay. Silver Lake. Something Murphy's
2: or.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's called what's it called? Rafi. Rafi.
2: That's in New York. Rafi. No. Rafifi? Is that it or not? No, that's in New York. Rafifi. I know. Anyway, yeah. Raffa's. Raffa's. Lounge. Lounge in Silver Lake Thursday night. Guys,
3: come on. Karen
2: Kilgariff's doing it. Oh, awesome! Oh, sweet. Uh, check that out, uh, any, guys. Any other shows that our listeners should know um, about?
0: Um, 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 um. I'm going to be. I think uh, nothing crazy before we put up the next episode.
1: Yeah, same here. I can I can plug them on the next one. I'm just gonna be micing it this week, bro. Nice, yeah. bro. Um,
2: micing it hard. I'm gonna be uh, at Sketch Fest on the seventh and eighth in San Francisco. So if you guys are around that area. I'm doing set list, and there's like an Edinburgh Festival themed show that has Will Anderson, Daniel Sloss on it as well. Oh, nice! Two friends of the show, and then Toledo, Ohio, oh, on sweet. Valentine's weekend. <laughs> Toledo. That's where I was born. Was I, oh, really? Yeah,
3: you'll have a good time. I think. Is that the S- Funny Bone, or is that uh... no? Oh, it's... A New Club, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it's run by the, It's booked by the same guys who do Doctor Grins and Oh, Grand Yeah, Rangers. yeah,
3: New Club, cool. You'll have fun.
2: So yeah, City of Lovers, Toledo. Yeah, Love and Glass. Yeah. <laughs> come along to those if you're in there Make sure, if you're if if you on a show that any of us are in And you're fans of the show, come up and say hi yes, I love that. it when people come up and say they listen to the show It's really cool It makes me a little uncomfortable But go ahead and do it, if you're <laughs> going to do it to the other two And look, Jesse straight <laughs> in the eye
0: but in No the, pictures, though In no the meantime, pictures.
2: you can, as always, email us ProbablyScience at gmail.com With stories and comments and corrections, comments, clarifications You can tweet us at ProbablyScience You can find us Facebook slash ProbablyScience ProbablyScience.com lists all of our episodes and the stories we've covered, complete with links.
0: Yeah, I think the, um, the iTunes catalog only goes back 100 episodes, but you can get to all of them on our site. So Is if you want to
2: check out, it might well be. If you want to check out Back Issues, make sure you go through there. And also you can find the donate button and the Amazon shop list through that. Please comment. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes if you're not already subscribing. I'll write nice things about us, uh, Ditto Stitcher, or whichever way you listen to podcasts. And we will see you next week. Thank you very much one more time, Patrick Keane. Thank you, guys.
0: It was a blast. See you guys next week. Bye.